Hello and welcome to the 1 1. I am BJ Ryan, episode 107. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, 1 1 HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry Layton. G'day, B- BJ Ryan. How are you? BB. BBJ Ryan. Excellent. Excellent. I am today. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Plenty of sleep last night. Uh, I only got seven hours. So. <laughs> Very light on for sleep last night, thanks to my my boy Harrison Ryan. So um, me and him are going to have to have some words this mm. afternoon, I think. But um, but yes, but another gentleman who may know a thing or two about sleep deprivation is our guest, <laughs> father of Max, Michael Heaton. G'day, Michael. BJ, Terry, good morning. Great to be here. Mate, always good to have you on. Max Heaton. I haven't actually thought about that as a... Um, it's a banger of a name. He's a cracker, <laughs> isn't it? That is a genuine cracker. He's going yeah. to be something. Maximum heat. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Was it just Max? Yeah, what, Maximus? Is that what you... Yeah, was it Maximus or just no, Max? No, just Max. Just Max? Just yeah. Max. Maxwell, Maximus. No, we thought about that, but yeah. just, just, just Max, Max and Max Gregory after Cecilia's father, Greg. Uh, Max Gregory Heaton. No, he's going well. He's 10 Congra- weeks old this Congratulations, Saturday. by the way. Awesome. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. No, it's, he's been going really good. Well, last night he didn't sleep all that well, but the first probably eight weeks he was up every 60 minutes through the night, but he's uh, sleeping a lot better the last fortnight or so, probably doing four and five hour stretches, which is which is quite good. And uh, it's, yeah, we're loving it. Best thing we've ever done. Now, is it right that he was born on your birthday? Yes. So you guys share a birthday? How good is that? He was due October 2nd. Yeah. My birthday of October 9th and didn't the entire pregnancy never even dawned on me that we could have the same birthday because yeah. a lot of our friends they born at 38 weeks, 37, 39, it's usually before the actual due date and yeah. then, then we hit the Wednesday afterwards, still no baby, still no signs, went to uh the had a meeting with the the doctors and the OB, uh the midwife, sorry and they said that if there's nothing happens the next couple of days, we'll have to look at induction on the Saturday. And that's when it dawned on me that it, <laughs> it could well be uh, the same day. And as it turns out, I'm 29. I was 29 on that day. So my 30th next year will be his first and his 21st will, will be, be my 50th. 50th. So we could be having a couple <laughs> of big, uh, big milestones coming up next next uh, couple of decades. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You think you'll mind having sharing the 50th with the old man? Well, I reckon you'll be looser than him. So, yeah. <laughs> you, can so take, you can take uh, you away from Kalgoorlie. <laughs> you can't take Kalgoorlie away from you. Uh, has he been to Kalgoorlie? Has he graced the uh, No, he hasn't the, been to the, the gold, gold fields. fields. No, he's... Uh, so you have to go to the exchange or the... Um, gold bar. Well, gold he's bar. going to have to go to where her mum and dad met. Mm. Met it and you think yeah. the, uh, yep. the, the uh, courtyard of the gold bar, so... Might have to take him back down there and, and show how, how it all started. <laughs> I'm still washing the gold bar off me from uh, from when well, yeah, was Hannon's uh, three months from ago. Terry and I. Congratulations to you and Cecilia. Mm, thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic and um, yeah, great news all around. A happy and healthy young boy, Max Heaton. Uh, how's the rest of your business going? Uh, your racing business. We see you uh, every now and then on the uh, Twitter feed for Harness Racing on a Friday night as well. You're mm. a busy man. What are your commitments at the moment and, and what, what's happening in Michael Heaton's world? Yeah, still wearing a few different hats across the two industries and, and different roles. Last uh, weekend was actually quite busy. Had the trots on the Friday night and filled in for Scotty Embry doing inside running radio Saturday morning, then Sky Thoroughbred Central that day as well as doing Tab Touches socials and uh, Racing Rewind the review show we do on Sunday mornings on Tab Radio before Pinjarra Sky Thoroughbred Central. So that was a busy one, but uh, still doing all of all of those. Obviously, Lockie, Marty Young and I do the Racing Rewind show on a Sunday. I can't do every Sunday if I'm 
doing a sky meeting uh, somewhere. We have to get get on a plane. Uh, obviously can't be there for that. But outside of that, uh, still writing feature articles for the magazines and uh, doing a few different things among the jockey management and Pierce Racing Communications. So it's all keeping me pretty busy. I bet. happening, isn't it? I mm. bet. Actually ran into um, Scotty last, uh, last Saturday. I was down in, um, where were we? In Dunsborough. All right. Um, for the uh, for the twelve month anniversary with my lovely partner, and just uh, walked out, and uh, I had a little peer on my phone. It was after race one, and uh, yeah, just ran into Scotty, and he just came out of the toilet, and he said it was well timed toilet break, so I could watch race one because <laughs> he, he was with the Mrs. Family. So uh, the amount of well timed toilet breaks I've done over the journey is, uh, yeah, quite I incredible. think he and Jeez, Annika are coming over our place this afternoon actually to meet Young Max. Oh wow! So we'll see how that goes. Who, who, let, us know next. let us know who's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who weighs more? I reckon, well, Max I reckon, probably has more Max hair than all of us, yeah. so I think we're... <laughs> um, yeah. and, uh, and just quickly on your Pierce Racing stuff, how the boys, how's the stable going? What's uh, I, I noticed that they've had quite a few trialers lately, so usually they get their babies cranking heading into the early part of the new year. Yep. They've got a stable full of young horses by the looks of things yeah they've been a bit quiet lately in terms of runners and and winners probably but just starting to to build up a bit there's really that that transition now from the last couple of years vital silver is getting a bit long in the tooth obviously they unfortunately lost essential spice angelic ruler dick deeps up there in the ratings now so those sort of flag bearers for the stable are getting towards getting towards the end and it's time for the new ones to come through i think they had about 25 yearlings or something this year or now two-year-olds so only one or two of those have stepped out and there's some really nice ones so the the runners have been lean but i think in the new year when things start to crank up hopefully some magic millions and caricata plate runners how are the new jockey management laws affecting you um you've obviously still got brad willer chris graham no uh brad and victoria corver just brad and victoria corver so for you you are not allowed to bet or tip on the races they're involved in are they just proposed rules or no they? so no, they, they've actually in come in and yeah we've had a they're in aren't they already first january first the, january, the enforced okay. date but yep. we've had a few meetings with uh the powers at p regarding that and uh, basically, if you're in a position such as us where you uh, where you don't meet the criteria for jockey management because you're not supposed to be public um, doing certain things, betting in uh, in a race that you have a, a jockey engaged in, and uh, and so forth, you have to write a letter uh, asking for an exemption. And basically, each the, race, the, no, the, the stewards just don't want anybody becoming a writer's agent now from from what I can gather that previously you just put in your license, you get it and then you sail off into the sunset, so to speak. I think they want it to be a little bit more policed. They don't want, uh, if you have a private tipping service and you're a jockey manager, they don't like that because they don't have access and they can't see what the jockey manager is saying behind closed doors. Mm. So we've put in exemptions and and mine's been granted because we uh everything we do is, is publicly so and you're doing it for the industry really like, yeah, i mean i know I mean, you're getting paid for it but it's part yeah. of the promotion and it's every, it, mainly it's publicly it can be publicly audited so yeah. everything i say on tab radio is out there for anyone to yeah, hear anything exactly anything right. we tip on uh obviously sky racing so to speak this podcast is, is publicly available if i was to start up a tipping service tomorrow then i wouldn't be able to to do what i do because that is sort of behind closed doors and the stewards don't have access to that or the general public don't have free access to that but fortunately they've granted a few of our exemptions that i know of uh for the the media landscape so to speak but i'm not too sure how that will fare with some of the other rider agents that aren't necessarily in the media but 
have other outside commitments. Uh, they might not be so fortunate oh. if they're tied up in that sort of uh, area where they're what they do so can't be publicly yeah, audited. Case by case. It's good. Well, that's yeah. good. They're using the common sense rule as well. Because mm. you and I guess Scotty Embry very similar. Yeah, uh, so we're very similar. Chris. So we can't have... Digby? You're not charging anyone your tips and everything's there publicly yeah. very... Is Digby still a manager? Sort of, uh, yes, yeah. he's got yeah. Peter Nucky. So he, he was at the meetings with us as well that we yeah. had. So we're not no longer allowed to bet in races where we have a jockey engaged in and everything we do must be uh, public. Yeah. And which is so basically the only difference for us will be I cannot have a bet in a race that Brad or Victoria is in. Other okay. than that, it's business as usual and uh, make sure everything's uh, remains above board and, and ah, public. So Scotty Emery couldn't have a bet any race that Chris is in. Yeah, so Chris oh, probably wow. be getting one or two rides a meeting now. So. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris might be <laughs> zero rides. rides. <laughs> well, can you back your jockey in a race? No, no, you like as a trainer, you're allowed to back your horse in a yeah. race, mm -hmm. but you're not allowed to so we're not allowed yourself. to bet. Okay. It's all a perception thing, even though I think the big thing is that is inside information. And I think we all know that the these days that the, that's not really how racing works. 10, yeah. 15, 15 yeah. 20 years ago, the racing was built on how did how did this thing work on Tuesday? You know, what did this trainer, how does the trainer think, think it will go? These days with technology and rating systems and algorithms and sectionals and everything and like that. Just general transparency. And just the board, and yeah. everything is, is the landscape has changed so much. So I think the... The inside information aspect from from yesteryear almost no longer exists to some extent, but uh, so that's not really the issue. But it is a perception thing for the industry, same as the whip rule, like how they how they brought that in. It doesn't really change much, but it's the perception for the industry. So uh, that there are a few things that we need to do for the betterment to keep people involved in racing and give racing a good public image. And mm -hmm. uh, so by doing that i think it's probably not a bad thing for the industry but as long as terry said it's the common sense rule which i think they've applied to us which we're grateful for very good so i know that you used to manage alan kennedy yes Ben kennedy be looking for a manager wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> geez with all this money he'll be he'll be bringing in i don't, I don't think he'll be wanting to <laughs> part say, with that too much you want to still have a bet though you got you don't want to take on too many more yeah. Have thought. yeah dearie me i couldn't um That'll be interesting with what people like uh, like Scotty do because I could imagine well, Scotty, he, he'd supplement his income pretty well on the punt, I could imagine. Like I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so he'd probably his have income, to weigh up. His income doesn't need much supplementing. Yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't know amongst the, uh, <laughs> what he's doing, but um, it'd be interesting because you'd have to weigh up, I guess, wouldn't you? Well, that exact, that's exactly right. So if you're, uh, if you're a, a jockey manager that makes his living, say if you were to become a jockey manager and you're mm -hmm. a full-time punter, you'd be better off dropping off your jockey yep. as opposed to what you do. Whereas I'm, I'm, my betting these days is on a much smaller scale. I don't often, uh, I don't often um, work. Oh, sorry, I've only got the two jockeys and say Victoria Corva um, doesn't ride in the city all mm -hmm. all the time at the moment. And Brad's and, a heavyweight and Brad's sort of heavier weight, so it's. Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter even if I had a jockey riding. Uh, it's beside the point actually because yeah. even if I had a jockey race riding in every race, I, mm -hmm. I would still take the jockey management because it's, yeah. be it's better for me at the end of the year to be for what I'd earn from managing two or three jockeys than what it yep. would be would be betting as a comparatively to, to sort of my bet sizes these days. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. But whereas if you're Scotty Embry and if Chris Parnham's earning what he does every year and you're getting a percentage of that, yeah, it, you'd have to be – be pretty uh, backing yourself in to be quite successful year mm, on year to, to choose yeah. that. Mm. 100%. Yeah, very mm. interesting stuff. So that, well, that's just put a nail in the 
Perth Racing Guru's jockey management career. Oh, yeah. the like, fact that none of them like me is probably <laughs> the biggest thing. <laughs> as, well, like, as uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. But a good segue, actually. Who have we got on the, the mastermind this week, BJ? Well, Chris, this is unreal. I can't believe Chris Parnham has stepped forward off his own bat yep. to, uh, to volunteer to take on three-time mastermind, Lockie mm. Taylor. Jeez, look cheering for Chris. Yeah, looking forward to... Uh, yeah, see what Chris is, uh, what Chris can produce because we all know that he's a he's a racing head. And he loves he loves it. He's got a terrific uh, racing brain, especially when it comes to historical stuff. So we'll see uh, we'll see how we go. I'm just watching Michael. Whenever Michael's on the podcast, he just loves to eat and it loves to eat chocolate. I think like, you haven't been here. Is it Easter? Was the last time you were here? Just do it. No, nah, he was we on. Can... He was on since then. Yeah, he's yeah. been on since Easter. But at Easter, we what had a few eggs, Jaffers. Yeah, they? yeah, they're lovely. Yeah, chocolate uh, on the inside. You know those Jaffers. Have a look at the packaging. I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me how much you think that packet of Jaffers cost, <laughs> Terry, at the, at the local IG. Taste them. How do they taste? Nice. These are, these are non-brand Jaffers, by the way. He looks like he's a connoisseur. Like he's about to like swirl the wine in his mouth and spit it out. Eight dollars. Yeah, it was eight bucks about was that actually. Yeah. Nine dollars. Yeah, there's no shortage. Dollar a ball actually. There's no <laughs> shortage of what I'll, I'll spend to get Michael Eaton on the show. But uh, it's just I just love watching it. He loves getting into his uh, loves chocolate more than anyone I've seen. All right, so Chris Parnham is taking yes. on Lockie Taylor. Also, big thanks to Brennan Fansrawa, ownership mm. coordinator, came on for a terrific chat with us last Thursday to talk about the Own the Dream concept. Very successful initiative. We're going to get a one-one team rocking and rolling and uh, and fly the uh, fly the one-one flag in the Own the Dream. WA competition. If you want some more information on that, www.ownthedream.com.au. Really looking forward to that. Kicks off. I think entries closed in the first week of January. So jump on that website for more information. <laughs> but we have a, a 10 a crazily huge 10 race program to get stuck into. So I think we get cracking, boys. Sorry, I've just clocked that reverse Quinella. Uh, nice bit of <laughs> do you know photo above was the dig deep plaque there. No, was it, it wasn't you? me. No, it I've wasn't. never asked you. He knows who, no one's who still did put, it. No, still not putting the hand up. A few people are saying it's definitely Embry, but I don't think it's Embry. And Embry would have had to ask somebody my address because he wouldn't know my address. Then a couple of the lads I thought might have Hasn't done Scott it. done the podcast before? No, that was Ascot. Yeah, we did it at Ascot uh, though. So, but you could have got that from a number of places, but there needed to be another person. I think one of them would have spilt. So. That's a ripper. Nah, maybe Simon yep. Merritt, Western Race Picks did yep. it up himself. They've both gone on with it as well. Gay Jimmy's might have done it. The Italian job and you had have both really <laughs> gone on with it since that as well. So, <laughs> New Hat's not far away though. Where is New Hat? Uh, injury coming back a few months away. No, uh, no, less back than in that. work. Less than that. It's been yeah. away for a month. Yeah. Yeah, being nice and patient with it with the injury uh, she had. But um, no, excited about getting her back. I think there's a few wins in New Had. And it's probably nice not to race at this time because it's a tough time of the year to win races. Brave. Good races. Brave. Talking of good races, this is a card, isn't it? Michael messaged me saying, you beauty, three staying races, 10, ten, well, it's ten lucky in that total. You asked me I am on, so glad. I am so glad you asked me this week. It's lucky that you asked me on a Monday because if you, if you had have asked me on Tuesday afternoon when I saw a <laughs> told me to get stuffed. 10 race program, three staying races and a juvenile race, the answer might have been a bit different. <gasps> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, that preview. Dear. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview CB Cox Stakes Day, also known as TED Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Michael Heaton. We're teaming up to record episode 107 of The One One. This is your West Australian podcast, guys. It is 11.30 uh, a.m. on Thursday, the 16th. 30 minutes till ball one. 30 minutes? Sorry, yeah, I just wanted to interrupt. 30 minutes till ball one. Of the, the second pink, test. The pink test. Second test, yeah, okay, yeah. very good. Thanks, Terry. We've got Pinjarra today. Test. 
Esperance tomorrow, which is Friday. Ascot and Narragin on Saturday and Geraldton on Sunday. This feels like a heavy few days coming up for the Perth Racing Guru. Esperance, Narragin and Geraldton, some of, some of your finest venues. Well, I... Oh, Spotty's trying to get a... While Michael's getting a selfie with Spotty, who's back. <laughs> He's doing well. Um... Yeah, Geraldton's been a bit slow this year. Albany's the, the venue of choice at the minute, like Esperance. But um, I need to – I'm struggling at Narragin, York, 2J. I sort of put your undulating tracks together. I'm mm. really struggling this season at all of them. Like, I'm, I'm really struggling to have a good day. And obviously, I've promised a punting masterclass on the 7th of January at the Christmas party at Narragin. So I really need to focus on Narragin on Saturday. So we might even just skip the Ascot stuff and go straight to uh, – for some reason, I do really well at York and Narragin. Oh, well done, it's Michael. Just those, ha- those, handy those other ones. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. It, but then the other races, just do your speed uh, other meetings, uh, yeah, it's hit and miss. But those really different type of tracks just seem well, to go okay. We might okay. be relying on you then on the 7th of Jan. You might be our, un- our undulating specialist. I've always said you're a good Do you reckon you have a runner Oh, I'd be surprised. Yeah. All, all the trainers that I probably own with, I reckon it'll be <laughs> yeah, pretty keen to have a couple that day. <laughs> Busy schedule coming yeah. up. And there's, I'll tell you what, there's, there's over the next two weeks over the festive season, there's so many meetings coming up. It's going to be a bonanza so, for the WA Racing Faithful. Next Wednesday is a Saturday meeting or partially or what's One, happening? It's, it's just the ATA. It's a, it's a okay. midweak other than the ATA stakes, which is the uh, – Similar to like Melbourne Cup Day when they have the yeah. – uh, what is it? Champion Colonel Fillies. Reeves or yeah, Champion Phillies yep. and the rest of midweek races. Yeah, yeah, but there's heaps of races coming up. So there's no Metro meeting coming up next Saturday, of course, because that is Christmas Day. So here, us here at the one one having the week off, and then but we'll be back for the Perth Cup Day edition. So uh, don't panic when there's no podcast next week, but we're having a well earned rest over Christmas. But uh, but we'll be back for a huge Perth Cup Day. Three meetings on Boxing Day. Oh, what's that? It's at Esperance, Albany, Pinjarra. Oh. Start crying. <laughs> I actually just love Boxing Day is my favourite day of the year. Cricket at eight AM. Steve Smith just won the toss as well. Um, cricket at eight AM. Three WA meetings and those three as well. I just oh god, just I just I don't can't I just don't talk about it. I'm too excited. All right. All what, right. what does your Christmas Day look like with with all those no, next day? Just, just looking forward to Boxing Day. Basically, <laughs> I usually volunteer on Christmas Day. Actually, it's the first year I'm not doing it for uh, for five or six years. But um, no, just a few little family bits and pieces. Go see the nieces. What, so how are you, how are you going to uh, offset the uh, the good karma that you get from your volunteering this year, Terry? Are you, are you going to reschedule your volunteering? Because maybe well, you might be all wrapped up in why you're- It's a good uh, point. I'll put it on a Christmas party for yeah. all of us instead. Yeah, I that's will true. probably absolutely do my ass and Boxing Day and yeah. I'll learn for next year. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets, get out, stakes, competition, and don't forget- the much-anticipated, much-hyped matchup between Lockie Taylor and the challenger Chris Parnham in this week's WA Racing Mastermind competition. BJ. Can't wait for that one, Terry. What about the Betfair Edge? What's happening there, mate? We are on hiatus for the next three or four weeks. Uh, Miles is going to go and have a few profies and enjoy his <laughs> uh, enjoy his time off. He's done every other show in, uh, well, in in the world recently so he's been doing he was doing something midweek with um jared waitley and who else in anthony hudson yeah. every time i think of anthony hudson i think of that gold coast suns little clip with jared healy you saying that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the gold <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's laughing before he says it i'm convinced that's set up anyway but um no but during that period and um, potentially going onwards we're gonna the saturday uh, write-ups will probably become a um a regular 
So the Saturday, uh, just the written write-ups will be back on the on the Betfair Hub. And I'll be doing one for next Wednesday as well. They must be doing one for next Wednesday. So. Yep. So I'm going to go back to trying to write every week, just trying to zip something up. Okay. So Betfair, but no Betfair Edge for a month or so. Okay. Three weeks, four weeks. All right. So let's get cracking on this preview, fellas. So for Saturday, Ascot, we're looking at a maximum 24 degrees, light winds around the rails in the three-metre position. Good for expected. Terry, just fair. fair. Just fair, <laughs> yep. Just fair. We no longer we no longer worry about track pattern. I'm done with track pattern. The bomb was right last Saturday though with the southwesterlies. Yeah. They've been hit and miss for a while. Mm, yes. Did we, what about Wind Willie? Ah, oh, Wind Willie. <laughs> you can shove Wind Willie up your Wind Willie, I reckon. Um it's been uh yeah, it's been actually a good uh, a surprising Ascot season. We're not getting many real on pace days. So um yeah, you can bet into the track and, and be pretty confident it's going to be fair. Some rails have been a bit, a bit of a query as well and, and whatnot, but just not overthinking it. All right, I've got a few gripes with this meeting. Oh, dear. Before we start. This is a cracking meeting. I mean, this is a, is a cracking. This will be my highest turnover meeting for the year. I've got some questions. I'll, instead of framing it as gripes, it's a negative connotation to start. Questions for you guys. Okay. Michael might be able to help. Why are we starting at 1.07 p.m.? And why are we finishing at 6.35 p.m.? Oh, I think they were expecting it to be 35, 40 degrees because then it'll probably make sense. Um, but it's 23, 24, but I don't know. What's the been, is it three hours difference to Melbourne at the we've moment? We've been starting at noon lately, yeah? Yeah. Pretty much. So, uh, Which is only 9 a.m. And if we start in 11.30 or thereabouts, it's yeah. quite early in the east, betting turnover-wise. So I don't mind so, this. Yeah, I don't. So these two races are going to be run at 9 and 9.30 over East, these two, these last two. That's brilliant. Saturday races. So we'll just get it. You, you good? <laughs> have a look at those Jaffas, those $9 Jaffas. Um, I'll tell you when I have one. So we, and we've got two 2,100-metre graduations to finish today. So I imagine they put them on because no one's turnover is going to dip at a certain stage. So they're going to they put those races on to end the day. So I've got questions about starting time, finishing time, and why is the Cox Stakes, now known as the Ted Van Hempst, uh, race three. Now, I just think it's a little bit disrespectful. I know it's a seven horse race, but this race was first. Oh, it's, a, it's a one horse race. This first, yeah, true. This race was running 1914 for the first time. Oh, wow. We're going back to 1914. No, this is. This, this, is, this show usually goes for too long, but this is that's this an is, indication this one could be extra long. This is tr this is a traditional, this is a historical race in the West Australian racing calendar. And yeah, it's a seven horse field and it's pay one, two. And the, you know, you have to balance up. The row is always balancing up the wagering aspect of it. But for this race to be at race three um, so early in the day, Prior to these new West Speed races, I just feel as a dis disrespectful to could to, you have to the race. sorry to interrupt. Could You're you right. have Regal Power at a dollar thirty in a quarter league, or I would you just like it further down the just card? Fur further down the card, I just think it's just like it's it's been hidden early in the program. But no, I, I agree with that. But but yeah, yeah race I, I, six would make sense. Yeah, I, I think race six was would be a better fit for for uh, for the ten bad heaps in in terms of the structure of the the day, um, and I just think it's just another just piece of lost. You know, we're just losing some of that historical tradition when it comes to these races. This is this is this is a proper race, and for some reason, it's been hidden early on on the day that it's supposed to feature. So only because it got seven, I wonder where it would have been if it got eight. So I think sometimes we need to balance up the wagering aspect with the with the um, I don't know the, the the racing aspect of uh, of the way that we lay these programs out. Anyway, that's my uh, questions to you guys, and um, but yeah. 
10 races, let's get going. Race one is the TBWA West B Platinum Plate for two-year-olds over the 1,000 meters. $125,000. Yeah, so just quickly touching on, this is the first, This is the inaugural sort of West Speed Platinum Race Day where they've got $425,000 races, uh, one two-year-old, one three-year-old, and two ratings races that are divided up by sex. They've been very well supported by the industry, and I imagine the success of, or the strength of the nominations mean that this day is going to grow and grow, especially as more Westby Platinum horses come into the system. But this is the first of the $425,000 Westby Platinum only races. And uh looks like the uh, the one they're all going to have to catch is their pre-smart two-year-old in Rev It Up, Guru. I didn't do a replay for this one, BJ. I started at 9am, finished at midnight, and I did the other nine. So um, Rev It Up looks very well in at the weights, though. Uh, it's hard to see many of them turning the tables. Costume Party didn't have a huge amount of luck. Um, and I think Does He Know on debut was uh, that led at a crazy pace. So there's always the possibility. I mean, does a two-year-old stay up for four starts in a row? I don't know. Dollar, what is it? Dollar 70? Dollar 80? Dollar 80, yeah. Dollar 90, yeah. And does he get, or does she, I should say, get to the rail as well? Yeah, there's a big query on that. The uh, Well, you'd know the most. Does he know? Is, is there going to be a real desire to, to hold up and lead with does he know? I really like the trial. I did watch that trial. Sorry, that's the one I did watch. Um, Has been gelded since that run 70 days ago too. Yeah, he's a really nice horse. Does he know? Uh, I think naturally he'll be rolling forward. Whether uh, I think where, where he settles will be dependent on just how fast they're going. But also Von Snip at the bottom here was scratched from – Yep. The race on Wednesday. And interestingly, Paul Harvey was actually named on her at 55 kilos, which she doesn't often ride at. Ride at and then he was suspended. So uh, Kira Yule was named, I think, or, or Christy, someone was named before acceptances on Monday mm -hmm. uh, once the pont was suspended. And ultimately she was scratched for this race, but just thought that was interesting. She's trolled mm. up really nicely and that's a pretty good push if the pont was going to ride that light for her. Yeah, 100%. He didn't ride uh, one last Sunday and I was quite surprised he didn't get down the 55 for a horse called Osophia, who yeah. won really well. So yeah. if he's if he's showing that he probably would have got down to the 55 for this one, that, that could be a good push, Michael. Drawn barrier four inside. Does he know inside Rev It Up mm. as well? So $1.80, you can leave me out with Rev yeah. It Up. But I'm not a two-year-old man. I'll leave that to you, BJ. But yeah. I think it's that favourite awesome. price is very, very short. Yeah, it's completely dominant victory last uh, if, if Rev It Up is able to cross and find the rail in front, it's probably all over. How much fuel does does he know and Von Stipp need to burn to hold out? Rev it up, can rev it up still win from the breeze? I suspect she can, but yeah, Michael, you touched on the two, and Terry, you touched on the two main dangers. If rev it up um, gets a stitch late because of having to work too early from, from the draw to, to, to cross, then it's gonna be either does he know or Von Snip to, to knock off the fave. They're the, they're the only two realistic dangers for mine, but all things being equal. Costume party? Uh, yeah, I'm just, like if they do overcook it and you say Rev It Up ends up three deep, Noel has to tuck in behind them and they're yeah, stopping. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, we're also talking it's 20 past, well, sorry, 10 past one, the first race time. I'm not sure if you saw it was a quite uh, slightly later start. So <laughs> um, it might uh, it might help those looking to, to make a little bit of ground as well. Yeah, I, I just thought it was probably just going to get a little bit out of the striking distance for costume party, but uh, especially over the thousand. But yep. Brad Parnham, Rev It Up. 
this, yeah, he's just going to sort of cruise, rate this horse and cruise across. I still think she can breeze and, and win just how dominant she was the other day. But uh, again, the price isn't really too interesting at the moment. I see that the Von Stipp price has halved on Brad Bet mm. uh, since opening. So hard for Brad. That's a price in these type of races. I reckon Brad's cooked the meeting just quietly, but um, <laughs> hard for Brad to price two year olds. Yes. I didn't even true. look at his so, price. So. Yeah. Just in a, in a bow, rev it up. Uh, economical run wins. If uh, things go pear shaped or it doesn't turn up, it's going to be either does he know or Von Snip. I'm with Michael taking on the favourite. Unsure who I'm going to back though. Don't have to back anything, do you? You don't have to bet, do you, Mike? <laughs> I'll be but, staying uh, out. Yeah. I. There's yeah. nine other opportunities to do your money afterwards. Yeah, no, I want to. It's 107, mate. I'll be itching myself by that stage. Race two, the Amelia Park <laughs> handicap oh, over 1,400 metres. It's interesting. If this race had been on uh, recent meetings, it probably almost would have been a quaddy leg. Like, so th this is just really uh, – Oh, this is a great this, card. This is, this is symbolic of what a great card. card it is, yeah, from a betting point of view and just from a competitive racing point mm. of view. And I would have I would have hated to be Brad McManus doing the markets for this meeting yeah. yesterday. Tough, tough gig. So this race, we've got uh, – there's a bit of speed in this race, even though you, you, you imagine big screen is going to hold up from, from one. But uh, there's a bit of pressure in regards to other horses that are going to come across and want to roll along as well. So um, big screen won't necessarily get it all his own way out in front. But in saying that, he does race best when he's, he's sort of cruising along above bench mount early in middle. What yeah, I think I think Big Shran will still find the front, no yeah. problems, and, yeah. and lead him along. Um, yeah, initially I've gone, oh, wow, so much speed. We'll probably end up finding a horse, like obviously beat the bro, who uh, will sit off him and, and come at him. But if you sort of deep dive the speed, maybe there isn't as much as you think. Now, what I mean by that is you've got MTA drawn the widest. I reckon besides Big Screen, it's probably the best beginner by a long way. So I reckon it, from nine, they've got to just go, let's go the breeze. You know, we've forgotten they've got the 53 kilos on our back. So Laurentino isn't jumping all that well at right. the minute. So is, for, is, he, is he mustering at the moment? Yeah, yeah, mustering very much. A lot of mustering occurring with Laurentino. I think first up with the 60 and a half, Kelly's Callisto, they won't be saying, we've got a lead. We've got a lead. No. So Kelly's probably tucks in on the back of... Um, Tucks in on the back, back of big screen, screen yeah. you'd think, just about. So you're taking those two. Uh, big Butter Boom's not a huge jumper. It musters into it, slowly gets there. So it's probably midfield, Big Butter Boom. Um, and then you have Rebel, Rebel Knight, Knight, who's got the shoe on, the bar shoe on. And I think they'll see the speed in this and say, let's take a sip. This horse is at the crossroads sort of thing. So MTA, for me, gets to the breeze um, with a degree of, of comfortability. And there's no spot for Laurentinio because there are so many horses underneath. Like, I, I went into this thinking I'd probably find Laurentinio each way. I just think when you're missing kicks and there's a lot of speed and a lot of mid-range speed, I, I almost So is this three wide again, Laurentino? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Even if they find cover, it's no no good thing, obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah well, so how is he going to squeeze in with Big Butter Boom, Rebel Knight and those sort of horses? That's exactly exactly right. So I love doing my secondary speed. He even beat the bro like, held a spot the other yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So, But look, I mean, I, I went into this thing and I'd probably find that. Then I thought, well, I'll probably find beat the bro. And you know what? Beat the bro is going in favourite in a 72 plus. The, the race he won the other day was authoritative uh, we a lot of us were very keen that day this is 10 times harder and beat the bro is a very hard horse to trust so yeah um actually yeah i got this completely wrong i i, I like beat the bro but i, I thought he was going to be the you know seven or eight dollars no my he, market says he'll i reckon money could even come further is that right uh, he'll wow. be the one yeah. i just reckon he'll be the one they want and um i reckon mta is immoral so i don't think it's immoral i just wanted to say something outlandish MTA immoral. I don't think it's immoral, but I think if, if well, aggressively, if they don't come out and try to find a spot, which would frustrate the hell out of me, if they just go to the breeze, I'm I'm really confident with the 53 kilos that they won't get MTA from there. Wow. Breeze and win. 
That's what I reckon. With the fifty-three, that's a that's a gift weight for a horse that I think I think super last start nearly ran the same last two as Beret last start. It ran the third quickest, so I really like that run. I think um, well, Storybook won the other day, and I reckon that was Trevor's Trevor Andrews's first winner for the season. Right, that was some type of uh, win as well, wasn't it? Sockoff stopped dead. <laughs> so anyway, a bit of stat there. So Trevor's Trevor's uh, back in a bit of form. Yeah, um, well, he's two, two after race too. Yeah, well, you said he's immoral. <laughs> he's not immoral. I don't know why I said that. I don't think he's immoral at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to carry. Right, hang on, on. Right. What, what price MTA for you? Three twenty. Three twenty. What price beat the bro? Uh, Four twenty. It's not in front of me. Sorry, but just low, low fours. And if beat the bro had Cerise and white silks on it, it'd probably be two dollars eighty in my book. But it's beat the bro. And what about big screen? What did you do with him price wise? Uh, twenty six dollars off twenty eight days. Okay, it could not have beat uh, big screen in the slightest off twenty eight days. It's been fourteen days all prep. This feels like a little afterthought. Okay, Michael, what were your thoughts on this race? Pretty much the opposite of Terry's. <laughs> Seventeen dollars well, big screen. Well, so. I thought MTA would be the horse that was leading up that three three wide line, and it's been more than twelve months, about fifteen starts since he last won. He had a three and a half kilo pull over Bray last start, and it was a good run, but still, I just think he's not that all that genuine. I think Laurentino's knocking on the door, three deep no cover the trip last start. Great record of twenty one and twenty eight days. I thought he got to the breeze fairly comfortably outside big screen. So if he is three deep again. Laurentino kicks could... up underneath MTA. Definitely. Yeah, I, I only occurs if they don't come out with aggression on MTA. If they say they want to find a cover, then I don't want I don't want to be on Drew it. twelve last start. Laurentinio. Yeah, but it's, it's not. I don't reckon. I don't reckon he's stepping. I just don't reckon. He's never really been a quick stepper. He's always been sort of um, more a mustering type. Gold bar, yeah, <laughs> quite the stepper. Big butter boom hasn't been touched on. He uh, gets a perfect map. Chris Parnham. Did uh, he get sent back to trials? Yeah, he tried he, well. Yeah, he tried well, but he got sent back to trials because he he blew the start last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was actually a super run. Yeah. back. He was Massive in a different line. postcode and some of his late swoops, uh, splits were incredible. He actually beat big screen first up this prep and gets half a kilo on him for that effort. Yeah, set outside him too. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that, that first up as well. he was uh, some sort of chance. Big screen, obviously a concern off the 28 days and beat the bro. It was really impressive last start. It's reeled off really impressive late splits as well, but beat the bro in this type of company. I just I couldn't be diving him diving into him to go back to back. I actually left MTA out. I was, I was happy to take him on as well as Rebel Knight this race so this will be interesting but in saying that I did have this race priced to close to each way of the field and $9 Laurentino is double what I have him so that's probably the way I'll play. So you wouldn't have had MTA in your four. BJ hasn't got him in his four. I'm just looking at Scotty Emery's proof. He hasn't got him in his four and I've got him stood out on top. Oh, I, love, I love this situation. Be against the world. The word moral. Be <laughs> yeah, well. against the world. J-Dub. Uh, the thing... Th yeah, beat the Bros one three from twenty eight. The thing that uh, I just wanted to pick up on was that he should have won at Belmont first oh, up. He's career best. Sorry, he's in career. Yeah, he's best. fine. He's fine. Yeah. He, and then even in the West Speed final behind no white flag, he just never got out. Never got probably, out. Probably probably wins. Yeah, probably wins. So. And first up, he should have won on the fourth of November. Yeah. yeah. So he and the way that that race panned out in the Grandstand Cup, they went they went three lengths above benchmark early and middle. He cruised and gapped them. Um, Fashion Queen was unlucky yesterday. The third very horse. fast deep the trip as well. That's the thing. That's the form's even worse when you look at it. Very fast was three deep no cover the trip. Yeah, but it was it was a good run last Saturday. It was, but yeah. it was three no as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was nothing there to so take second. My thing with beat the 
Rose, the way that big screen and likes to roll along, that they're probably going to be going above benchmark yep. early, so which is going to help beat the bro from four. CJP just just hopefully just uh, conserving, conserving, galloping room. Just the way that this horse won the other day was like, hopefully the pennies drop with this fellow because it's always looked like he's going to develop into a genuine Saturday horse. So beat the bro was on my on top selection, but to be honest, that price was you know that wasn't really what I was expecting. What what what? What price did you have beat the bro out of curiosity, Michael? Ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I honestly thought he was going to be a, open up a seven or eight dollar chance. Yes, if he's seven or eight, then he's probably the bet. So that's yeah, that's the thing. That, like, and that's where I sort of had my just, my market sort of skewed. I just I thought big big screen and. Um, do you want to take three dollars fifty beat the bro? No, but hope, the thing, I'm, I'm hoping that the market forces at play and maybe late on Betfu might might squeeze him out of well, it. But you tend to think that they might come for him. Further, I just so. can't see where the money. I think Big Butter Booms at its bare minimum price at five fifty or so at the minute. Yeah. Uh, again, big screen off 28 days. It's got to be – I know it's probably going to be a good data horse with the right races and whatnot, but the 28 days thing, that's a big turnoff for me, and I've probably been too harsh on that. But I don't know where else the money comes from. Maybe Laurentinio could be supported um, to – but I – yeah, I, I don't know where else the money comes. Red Publishers, 15s to 9. See, I'd Red Publishers, 7 bucks. It's been so yeah. unlucky. It maps to follow. It's it's flying, yeah. Red Publisher. It's just does a 123-start 10-year-old have, <laughs> have another win in those legs. That's my concern. But if you wanted to pick a jockey for it, I think Sean McGrady starts need to be spoken about in the same level of um, Pike, Parnham, Clint Johnston, Porter, Rewilla. McGrady is riding as well as anyone. He's a, yeah. He needs to be spoken about in that same sort of level, I think. Laurentinio was six dollars into four sixty late last yeah, start. I you dare say. How much money I had on? <laughs> yeah, it must be. I think the, he'll be supported. Mm. He yeah. can't be drifting to double figures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've got beat the bro on top in the leg up, but once again, my my price isn't anywhere near the current odds. So it's hard to hard to um, send the listeners into that, considering our price is around the seven dollar mark. So Terry, final thoughts on this race? M -m 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 moral? Still? No, not a, it's not a moral, but MTA is is my bet. I yeah, I'm I must I'm I'm very so that's three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go down the ATM. Three <laughs> three astute. Uh, Analysts and no one's got him in there for so um I'm I'm really backing that in on my speed map though and they're showing aggression yeah. going to the breeze with fifty three and yeah that's that's I, what I'm hoping at the moment they look for a sit or look for cover I'm okay well, I'm not happy yeah. oh. I'm not happy BJ oh. Laurentino. if they do that you probably want to be on Laurentino yeah. Laurentino for sure for me at nine dollars does anybody else get sure. calls every day from interstate and overseas just. Oh, I don't know what it is. Romania? Interstate, overseas, just continually call. Mm -hmm. you got to be careful what websites you sign up for. Oh, don't no. do that. <laughs> Might have to use alias next time. <laughs> S. Emery. <laughs> All right, moving on to race three, the feature of the day, the CB Cox Stakes, now known as the Ted Van Hemp Stakes, group two, 2,100 metres, wait for age, and Regal Power coming off his Kingston's devastating Kingston Town Classic win. He is $1.40, $1.35 pop to make it Two Cox Stakes wins in the last three years. Is there uh, any world that we live in where Regal Power gets uh, rolled, Michael oh, Guru? There's always a world, but not one I can see. Last time Cockney Crew and Regal Power met at equal weights over 2,000 metres, there was a lip in it. WA, one of the best ever WATC derbies. Mm. But that's a different Do you know who ran crew. third? Ping me another. Yes, ping me another. Chris Willis. I was sort of looked at that last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason I got that. 
Nerf Bosk is absolutely flying. Mm. I think that if there is to be an upset, it's Nerf Bosk, but I cannot envisage that. So you, know, you, know, you, know one of the, upset. you know one of the sticking points of this is the Perth Cup. Perth Cup weights come out on Monday. So Do you want to win? Do you, <laughs> well, yeah. 100%, but do you want to run second? If you run second, you, the next highest rate is a 97, so at most you get a point and half a kilo, surely. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm thinking. By the way, Nerf Boss will win the Perth Cup. As long, as long, key thing here, as long as Trap for Fools go there. If this Trap for Fools doesn't go there, Nerf Boss gets your top weight. Because too close to Sun, I'm presuming the fact it's not here, it's out. It's got to be gone. Because this is the obvious race for too close to Sun. It was not sure. Day. He was always heading towards the Perth Cup. And yeah, I, I forgot about too close. He not might be going. Close he, to we wouldn't be going to the ATA, surely. This is, this is his race. This is too close to Sun. He'd be a model. They potentially. Well, with the ATA. Where's Julio when you need him? Yeah, they, they may do if they thought they wouldn't. They couldn't beat Regal Power. But second for or, they, this, or maybe they thought they could beat Regal Power. They didn't want the points, so they wouldn't go on the ATA. It's a quarter of a million dollar race. That's a half million dollar race. You'd cop a quarter yeah. of a million dollar race. Yeah, he's already at the, that rating. That, he's going to be carrying I, I don't think that would concern no. them. Anyway, second prize here is 50 grand. First prize in the ATA will be 71. So, I don't know. Yeah. I tend to think maybe the weight should come out before the this race if um, it's going to have such an impact on attracting horses to the race. and but it could become a 90 plus. Black Shadow could be end up carrying two kilos above bottom weight if it's a 90 plus. Yes. Cut. Yeah. It, it could be wild. So Yeah. All right. So Cockney Crew leads them up. Marachino trails. Uh, I imagine Paddy Carberry is just going to be super patient, drop Regal Power out, put him to sleep. Just, uh, yeah, I guess keep within striking distance. He won a six-horse Cox Stakes two years ago with uh, William Pike in the saddle, Regal Power, he, his massive closing speed in the Northerly, massive closing speed in the Listeria, and then he got over the top of them in, a, uh, in the Kingston Town Classic. Massive upset on that occasion. So as long as as long as he doesn't get exposed to the breeze, I suppose, and um, Regal Power should be able to round him up and get it done pretty comfortably. Exposed and to the breeze. Bob's already said that he's not going to the Perth Cup, so you know that this is grand final day essentially, whereas, like you said, the others – Still have bigger fish to fry. When he won that Cox Stakes a couple of years ago, he defeated Gatting, Star Exhibit, and Mississippi Delta. Yeah. There are none of those horses here. Yeah, 100%. So, mm. with the respect to Nerf Bosk, who I agree with Terry is uh, my on top for on top of for the Perth Cup at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, favourite out, who runs second? I was just about to say, favourite out, you're clear with Nerf Bosk? Nerf Bosk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's going super at the moment, Nerf Bosk. Mm -hmm. So building nicely in his Perth Cup defence. But I wouldn't be giving up on Marachino either. I thought he they, they went super fast in the Towton Cup last Saturday. Never settled, set, uh, sort of punched the breeze outside, trapped for fools, and he was still only beaten four lengths on the line. So I know backing up after a bit of a gut buster is, is, a, is a slight concern, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Marachino rebound. He's got a gear change, uh, hopefully with... Cockney crew in the race can get a bit of a can sort of tuck in and maybe get a bit of a smother. And uh, if Sean McGrady can can uh, use those um, more gentler hands on Saturday to put Marachino to sleep early and conserve, then I can see him sort of uh, in the mix for second. I reckon he's a really decent stay on Marachino. Yep. Yeah, I'll just be probably standing at Regal Power and taking Nerf Boss Platoon Marachino for a reasonable div of the quartet. Hopefully, get four to one or something. All right, so, so all these horses except for Regal Power will be marching on towards the cup? 
Yeah, really imagine. interesting to note with the cup and watch how Cockney Crew goes here as well because Cockney Crew, while I don't think it's the same Cockney Crew as years gone by, it changes the complexion of how a Perth Cup will be run, marching along and in front. If you add in a trap for fools and straight away you can go, okay, well, I probably need to look at a runner who can make ground and, um, you know, who can who can handle a strong tempo, um, a strong hard run 2,400 metres. So it makes it quite, uh, quite interesting. Um, and on that note, I'm looking forward to see if they back up Holly Enchantment in next week's ATA because it could be the total blowout horse for a um for I think they were keen listening to SJ in the interview after the last week he's four year old eligible for those West Speed yeah. West Speed bonuses so it'd probably be silly on one hand I guess he he, he he probably could win it but it, ability wise but well, I mean, they if, could if clean the up if was a million dollar race it changes it's, things absolutely it? it's it's position in the in the packing order comes what's it down worth I think it's four, um, 400 is it, or is it so four? it's probably what 250 to the winner yeah he could get that with, with three two or three Saturday or three sorry Saturdays with West Speed bonuses and and, 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 and not Bernie's that could mm, be yeah. rating either so. and then go to the Perth Cup in 12 months time yeah yeah and even a second or third. Depends how sound he is. As like, well. I mean, Stafford's dad's been running thirds and fourths in the lead ups, and he, I think he's got up 20 points and he hasn't won a race. Comes so. at me, got nine points for running yeah. second in a railway. Yeah. To so, no Eastern status here. So, I think the smart play long term, because the Perth Cup will be there for a horse like Holly Enchantment next year, but the West Speed four year old bonus won't um, be. Won't be exactly. No. So. Uh, all right, so all eyes uh, on Regal Power. I think uh, just having to scan through the history of the race. So Bob Peters Investments have won six in the last seven. The only horse to thwart the Cerise and White Army was Poonamu mm. uh, with Paddy Carberry on three years ago. So uh, they sort of another fifty ones perfect jewel that day. Started four bucks. The day that Poonamu won, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Where to run? Fourth. <laughs> good mate of mine actually took eighty ones Poonamu early. Troy, is that right? Mm-hmm. So good on him. Well done, Troy. Mm. Well done, Troy. Um, shout out to Troy. <laughs> 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 All right, race four is the second of our West Speed Platinum features. It's $125,000 West Speed Platinum size stakes for three-year-olds over the 1,200 metres. Might see what Michael's thoughts are on this three-year-old set weights and penalties. Really like the look of the Velvet Queen as a horse. I think clearly, for, in my opinion, the biggest raw talent in the race. But I had a price favourite, but at $5.50, I had this a real each-way-the-field type of race and likely to settle probably dead last in a race without a huge amount of natural pace. $3.30 was a bit of a risk. Pat Scott Sass, uh, Sass has had a really unorthodox prep, but I think she's flying at the moment. She can roll forward probably to the breeze. Ain't no other man's terrifically weighted under the conditions. Gets a soft run just behind them. Not sure if he's going at his best, but I think he gets conditions to suit and safety fuse. Next best, progressing through the grades nicely and maps really well, but I think it's a, a better race than probably just the Velvet Queen with the market at $3.30. Probity's a nice horse, really unlucky the other day. Pixie Chicks goes well, but we'll probably settle rearwards as well. There, You can make a case for a few horses here, so low confidence race, but probably Pat Scott Sass would be, uh, if I was to look outside of the Velvet Queen, I, I like the way she's going at the moment. Interested to have a chat to Crip um, regarding Kira because I would have thought she'd get first pick of Pat or, or Pixie. Um, Pixie was obviously the front bar beads. That looks great, that form line. Don't, yep. get, don't get me wrong. And maybe she picked before she saw the gates. Um, but, yeah, I think Pat's is flying. And I, I, I would have uh, would have thought that would have been the um, the ride for, for Kira potentially. Um, I, I tend to think they're going to go forward on Pixie Chicks. 
Potentially, and yeah. Just, that's, they always that's, go. That's, that's hard work. There's no. I honestly it was funny. I couldn't find a leader. Michael was bang on in regards to what they want to try and do, but I, I thought Pat Scott Sass would breeze. I wanted to see him try that the last couple of starts, and yeah. I, I find it funny. Obviously, they should have led last start. This is one hundred twenty-five thousand dollar race, so I, I completely get it. But 16, 14, back to twelve. Pat Scott Sass to me was really improving up in trip, and it, to me it made sense to go the other way rather than come back to the twelve. I but think one hundred twenty, a bit like a few of the races today, the one hundred twenty-five thousand is getting people involved in and races that maybe and it's that, and it, it, it is like. A restricted race. Yeah. It's for yep. West Speed Platinum only. So they, they probably feel as though they're racing like it's a it's a it's a good fit for those horses because they don't, you know, they're they're just taking on the locally bred horses. But with Pat Scott Sass, I think they made a tactical error by just not leading the other day and that slowly run Lestia. Oh, I thought they should have led the guineas. Yeah, they, they held, tried to go forward in the handed up, too. they walked, never got out and then she was three deep, wasn't she? Uh, but tried Whiting tried to restrain, tried to restrain. He ended up just sitting three deep last. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sitting it's three like deep. A, like a and then if you go back to the wide, went yeah. midweek and it got beaten by Native Chimes, I think it was Native Chimes. Or um, Island Charm. Yeah, Native Island Chimes. Charm. Yeah. That was funny, wasn't it? Um, she's a really big horse as well. Barrier one last start. probably never going yep. to suit her and she was just strung up in behind them. Did, didn't even really appear to stride out but was only beat, beaten. Three lengths. Sean McGrady is obviously a positive rider. I thought Wolfie Sauce Millivoy could potentially take up the running by default. Yeah, I think, well, I think they'd be mad what about not Wilson to. Chatter? I had yeah. box leading. Yeah. Ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't if, no if other nothing, man through about the fence. Yeah. If nothing takes it on, Awesome Chatter will be happy leading, I suspect. But if Millivoy looks to me like it lays in. Yeah. Um, so what a great opportunity. Just find the fence and I just agree. roll along. I I'm not going to be on Millivoy, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if Millivoy won the race, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, I think Millivoy's got thought. a bit of was probably the, the map horse of the race one yeah. out like mm-hmm. that yeah but look, I yeah I, I went into this with a similar mindset I'm going to try and get the Velvet Queen beaten um, but I, I ended up having a sort of around 255 yeah uh, market wise I just think she's got the most scope I, I'm not that impressed by the Border Force win then I looked at it it was into the easterly not much made ground they didn't go fast Chris didn't pull the stick the previous win over Uni Queen who then beat Bell Lap who came out and won there's this really good form around it um, I think I think it's first up to race around third it's a radar in the front bar yeah, yeah. look Brad went up close to five bucks which was a nice price for it I didn't say that yeah made things easy 3.20, 3.30 at the time of, of recording. That's still a bet. I'm okay with that. I think the money probably keeps coming because it's the horse that yeah. people want to be on. And you're looking, who's your second favourite? Awesome chatter wanna. Jeez, awesome chatter wanna. Weak maiden, like a very weak maiden. Um, so I, 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 I had Velvet, me over I the had Velvet Queen, uh, 3.20. And then I had three horses, 8.50, Pixie Chicks, Pat's got safety fuse. Yeah, okay. And then, then it was all upwards others from there. Yeah. I had Probity, a clear second favourite. I reckon if Holly doesn't Pick go McLaren. through. Sorry? Heck, McLaren, upward, upwards, upwards, upwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Well, I like that. Um, yeah, I'd probably second favourite. I think if Holly doesn't go through the fence, it's just about wins last start, to be honest with you. Yeah, Joey um, back on. Not, yep. Probably gets a good, good worry, map too, doesn't it? Yeah, just worry. Sometimes probably misses kicks back. Yeah, yeah. just a worry. Yeah. Get on the back of safety fuse or yep. one out yep. two back, one out three back. Yeah. Um, blowouts. He, he beat Bazoom first up last prep. Yeah, yep, yeah. 100%. And Bazoom had him as well. Had had his back and had him on toast, so thought that was super. Um, and the other one probably unbeaten in five trials and excuses at the two losses is Forever Dreaming. Beat Beads last campaign. Um, yeah, it's your it's Can't your blowout. Draw a gate. Hey? Cannot draw no, a gate. No, I can't draw a gate, which hurts, but... Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm two dollars fifty five. The Velvet Queen. I surprised myself getting that price, to be honest. So, 
Um, that's the way I'll go. If you struggle to mark a second favorite, there's usually a reason for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm but I need three dollars plus to bet because you need luck, as Michael said, yeah. from where it's going to be in the run. I'm pretty keen, Velvet Queen. Just the way that Chris Parnham is riding this this type of horse at the moment. Perfect, just, angelic Miss Style. Just so sweetly timed, uh, beautifully balanced, poised, confident. Like he's, I think it's something he's really added to his. Even though like. What did he write? 200 winners last season? Something ridiculous. 201 or two? Something yeah. wild. I feel as though he's – is it silly to say he's riding better at the moment? Like He's, he's he, our best jock at the moment. He's, Pike inclusive. He's crushing it. Um, in front, behind. I feel like he's added that real <laughs> – I feel like he's riding that – Cherry, come on. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's really added that that sense of time into his riding. Even, even He's taken that to another level this season. And for that reason – Three wide line, Velvet Queen peeling to the middle. Her closing speed, she's got to zoom past him. Like. I'm going to give you a great example of Chrissy Parnham in that sense. There's a horse called Cold Chisel. Yeah. He beats Kicker Goldson and Trevello. <coughs> I reckon if you swap the rides or whatever, that that was the third best run of the race. Everyone yeah. Cold Chisel would come out yesterday, start the dollar seventy. Yeah. I didn't bet against it. I have no interest in the race. But I think it showed you because Cold Chisel just battled. But I think that was sort of where it's at. Yeah. I think it was just watch that ride. That is the greatest example of how well he like he lifted that horse at a dollar sixty, dollar seventy. Yeah. Without him it loses. So yeah. Yeah. He's just he's flying. Yeah. Lots I think it was a good, good example that Pinjero was at Praise with Fire. Is that what the horse plays? Plays, plays with fire. With, with a Z. With a Z, that's right. Yeah. Plays with The Rockville Birdie horse. Yeah, and he was back. It looked like, oh, geez, there's some strife here. But he was just able to keep the horse balanced, sort of angle out into the clear without losing any momentum. And then it, it had so much to give late. So that, which is why I'm really keen on the Velvet Queen. All right, guys, let's take a break. We'll get stuck in this Uber Eats. And when we come back, speak of the devil, it's Chris Parnham versus Lockie Taylor in the Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. Okay, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. It's all happening up there at the moment. You're heading towards Christmas time. Feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere. So drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Check out his big deck. Have some fun up there at the uh, at the Mundaring. Let, make sure you let him know that you are a 1-1 listener. Special treat today, Terry. Mm. Our first jockey has put up their hand to have a crack. At the title of WA Racing Mastermind, he was Australia's leading jockey last season, but he's yet to be a mastermind, so this will be a first. Chris Parnham, welcome back to the 1-1. One -one. Thanks for having me. Chris, it's good to have you on. As BJ said, you were uh, Australia's leading jockey last year. Uh, say you are to knock off Lachlan today, which... I know you're quite confident that you are. You will do so. What will be the bigger achievement, the um, Australia's <laughs> leading jockey or, or the mastermind on the one one WA Racing podcast? Definitely the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I think they've you boys went through every jockey, but Terry's bagged them all. So Chris is the only one that they're actually able to get on. I think. <laughs> He just likes bagging me more than no, I bag him. That's that's the only that's the only thing we have. We do, we do know that Chris is a bit of a racing nuffy and uh, he loves it. So uh, expect this to be a really good battle. Mm. And he's taking on uh, was he a three time mastermind now? Oh, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Still. The Black Shadow yeah. himself, mm. Lockie Taylor. <laughs> Welcome back. G'day boys. How are we? Very well, very well, Lockie. Uh, first of all, actually, yeah, BJ mentioned Black Shadow. You must be pretty happy with the uh, the win on the weekend. Uh, have you managed to keep a lid on it at all, or is uh, are you already planning the uh, the celebrations at about five pm on the first of January? No, too nervous already. 
to not keep a lid on it at this stage. But um, no, he'll race next Wednesday, and then all things going well, he'll go towards the first up and looks like a, a real life chance. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. That was uh, pretty authoritative, wasn't it, on mm. Saturday? So happy days. So um, Chris Parnham. Lockie Taylor, battling it out for the Mastermind. Fellas, your names are your buzzers and to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Sounds yeah, good. All right, I'm going to throw to our guest, Michael Heaton, to do the intro. He's pretty excited about it. So. <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? I can't believe I just heard that. Yep. <laughs> Challenger, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Who am I? I am a current Perth-based jockey who has two rides this upcoming Saturday. My previous two Saturday rides were both in Group 1s. I've earned just under $8 million in prize money across my career, having ridden in WA, Victoria, South Australia, Tasmania, and New South Wales. I've ridden 290 winners in my 23 years on this planet, with 19 of those being for Colin Webster, the most of any trainer I've ridden for. I won the two... Chris Chris. Barnum. Jordan Tanner. He's off the mark. He's too good. I, I liked that one. I liked the uh, the group one stat. That's why I went for that one today. But, I tell you uh, what, yeah. you, you liked your own work, did you? I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. There's a that's what? not the first. Of what? Actually. <laughs> why is Geordie still riding if he's earned eight million dollars in prize money? <laughs> I my mounts have earned. My he, mounts have earned eight million dollars. Oh come on, grow he, up. He would uh, he would take that any and day then, of the uh, way. Yeah, I won the 2020 Caracatta Plate with my father winning the race the following year. That was the last clue. So there you go. One nil. How about Chris? How about Chris getting the first question about his best friend that he holds hands with at the race? Well, he's a sore loser, isn't he, Taylor? Uh, uh, all right. Well, this one, this this might square the ledger a bit. Next question. Chris Parnham and Mitchell Pateman both rode the former Jim Taylor trained Magnificio as apprentice jockeys. Name the only other apprentice to ride the star sprinter. A little, a little clue, a little clue that he ran last when this, uh, when this former apprentice. And the jockey is now retired. Lockie? Lockie. Lockie. Ryan Hill. Oh, from oh. the depths. Uh, you could hear Late. him googling. Did you hear? His, did you hear his fingers going? Then he's looking up Magnificio's no, history. The, it was it was the retirement call. It just that was oh, you, you got your mate Michael Heaton here, <laughs> yeah. who, who you hold hands with on a Saturday. All right, Chris won. Lockie won. Okay, so to celebrate the inaugural Westby Platinum Race Day this weekend, name the Adam Durant trained stayer. That is the highest ever West Speed earner. Lucky. Oh. Lucky Taylor. Come come play with me. Correct. Oh. Chris, uh, one. Lucky, two. Match point. Alrighty. Market ruler and special reward are two of the top five West Speed earners in history. Who trained these horses? Lucky. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris rode market roller, didn't Chris he? Chris rode both of them, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> He's giving you one on a platter, Chris. <laughs> Lucky Taylor. Oh, no. Can I just get a, an instant refund? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, we're going to have to loop. We're going to have to loop that. That would be Simon A. Miller. Mm. Correct. He's done it. Back to back to back. I'm really back to back to back. Yeah. Lockie's just, yeah, he's just all over it like a rash, that last question. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Lockie Taylor. You remain the WA Racing, the One Daring Hotel, WA Racing mastermind. Thank you. Four time. Which girl are you going to take to the Mundaring Lock? You've got a few vouchers now. Um, you <laughs> and... That's uh, probably the, the that's where the list ends. I think <laughs> <laughs> free feeds a good feed. That's all right. Uh, uh, we must thank Chris Parnham, Super Hoop. He's uh, jumped on board prior to heading to the races today to have a crack at the Mastermind. Thanks for uh, joining in the fun, mate. And um, you've got a tremendous book of rides at Ascot on Saturday. What can you uh, What can you let the listeners know in who you who you're most confident about? Oh. Um he needs to compose himself. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably a bit flat now. He doesn't care about his rides on Saturday. They mean nothing. Yeah, no, nah, look, I think Flying Missile run well. Um, got good rides all day. I've parties a bit stiff the other day, so it's got to be some sort of chance. And then Angelic misses in again, and she's running well. So, yeah, hopefully we get something. Mm. But, I reckon. I reckon we give it a couple of months, and then we'll have Chris back on. I reckon. Again. Yeah, I reckon I we so. do a. Uh, yeah, maybe try and get Brad or Steve on as well, and we can. Uh, yeah, have a little bit of a a little bit of a head to head. That'd be good. Rivalry. Yeah. Who would who who was who would win that battle, Chris? Between uh, the Parnham boys. Oh, I'd beat them all, but probably <laughs> Steve ahead of Brad. Steve ahead of Brad, okay. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Hey, mate. I best... think if the race I experienced got, got the better of me today. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be better for the run. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Thanks That's again, right. Thanks again, Chris, and congratulations, Lockie, mate. Uh, once again, can you uh, – actually, we're going to have a break next Thursday, so um, the Mundaring is going to breathe a sigh of relief and Lockie Taylor doesn't – race through the door with a uh, fist full of vouchers. But uh, in two weeks' time for our Perth Cup Day edition, will you be able to join us on a Thursday morning once again, Locke? It won't be a problem. Very good. Congratulations again, mate. Thanks again, Chris. And, uh, yeah, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind 2.0. Lockie Taylor continues on his winning ways. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, fellas. LT, too good again. Stable's in form. He's in form. It's all happening. Yeah, I, even, I, had a, even had a shave for the occasion too. He yeah, he, he didn't realise it was wasn't a Zoom call. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, look, I'm gonna. I reckon Chris was unlucky that it wasn't. I think if we asked more historical questions, yeah, uh, I think Chris would have had Locke to some degree. Even yeah. though they're both they're both about the same age, aren't they? Very close. Yeah. A couple of years in it. Yeah, um, yeah I reckon. Um, yeah, I reckon we'll have Chris on again in coming months and. Uh, as you said, it'd be better for the run. Yeah. Chris stepped fast and he just got crossed at about the yeah, 100 and from there he was just yep. in all sorts, I think. Probably no white flag, wasn't he? If he needs stayed to find in front, a rail and just there, keep going. Exactly right. If he stays yeah. in front, they're not catching him. But it's like that time Zeebel, Luke Fernie told um, Chris to hand up on Zeebel. <laughs> should have just, just stuck to the front. <laughs> <laughs> Always no. remember that, Luke. <laughs> well, but I mean, I think 
I feel as though since the Channel 10 experience that Lockie's really taken his game to a whole another level, Michael. What do you think? Oh, just the confidence about the man, isn't it? He just gets around with that strut now. He's just just confident. Just well, Where was he? Is he in the toilet or the bathroom when you called him? Just, <laughs> he, well, knew, he doesn't have time for us anymore. No, we're, he we're secondary. Were calling and he... But, but yeah, he's just very polished. The, like the... Uh, the uh, the upset to Riley Morgan a few weeks ago, controversial, has maybe that was just a loss that he had to have. It's really propelled him to uh, to a whole another level when it comes to the mastermind. But once again, too good, Lockie Taylor, and uh, we're we're not going to be on next week, as I said. But in two, two weeks' time, we're going to have our Perth Cup Day edition prior to Black Shadow as well. So. Michael. Do you think that? Because I need Lockie beaten. I've actually had enough. I'm not even joking. That's enough of Lachlan. Do you think Scotty Embry will come on and take him on? Absolutely. You reckon he will? Yeah. Oh, this is us throwing the challenge out to stop the run of Lockie Taylor to Scotty Embry for a couple of weeks' time. Fortnight, fortnight build-up leading yeah. into it. 100%. Get some marketing well, behind it. Mm, might mm. even make it a first of five. No, we won't do that. <laughs> L- loser can't come to the Christmas party the next yeah, day. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. Well, uh, thanks that's again a, to the good people up there at the uh, Mundaring Hotel, especially in Butchie O'Connor, one of the legends of the game. And, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you get an opportunity, go in, see the publican. Ian, say good day, especially over Christmas time. There's a lot happening up there, and uh, enjoy summer up at the Mundaring. Fellas, we are back. Race five is the TBWA Stallion Tender Scheme Trophy. Gee, that really rolls off the tongue. This is the third of the four West Speed Platinum $125,000 races. This is for Colts and Geldings, ratings 66 plus brigade. Another quality race to assess form-wise. Lots of talent involved. Um, 13 runners to face the starter. We've got the exciting no white flag. We've got the top weight class runner all day session, who um, we've got a rejuvenated apple schnapps with the Ganjimi brothers and a host of other chances and Rain runners that, back. that people will be wanting to make a case for. But um, Jedi mind, more warriors, a different horse this campaign. Yeah. It's a cracker, isn't it? And the weights, the weights make this race great. Like, yeah. yeah. Sun Sun, we didn't mention Sun Sun. Sun Sun, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good race. Yeah, it's a... Um, Absolute cracker. Michael, first question for you. Um, no white flag is tardily away. Barrier two back to the 1,200 metres. Now, the other speed horses are drawn 11 and 12. I don't think there's any others that will challenge for the top. Can those two, in particular Apple Schnapps, who looks extremely fleet-footed these days early, um, can Apple Schnapps get across no white flag, who I reckon will probably step slowly again, but from the wider gates, it, it might allow uh, no, Sean McGrady to kick up and hold the top. Well, there's nothing really drawn – sorry, Michael. There's nothing really drawn next to him that is going to be able to cross no white yeah. flag. So yeah. he's going to, if he is a half-length slow away, he's going to have an opportunity to muster. Yeah. yeah, I certainly think they'll be trying, but it's it has to be a big concern the way he steps, no white flag, drawn in back to the 1,200. He's never – seen a tempo before which he's likely to yeah. get here with apple schnapps and sun sun coming across i do think he'll, he'll hold up just for that fact that you said they've all drawn out wide so if they come across I've, i'm sure apple schnapps probably breezes and sun sun maybe three deep the trip that's what i'm yeah uh, expecting or at least hoping for and but still no white flag this is rising a couple of grades here and this is certainly the toughest test of his career i th- was quite surprised he came i'm, I'm surprised and not surprised in, in by the same way, I guess. There is such a boom on this horse. He certainly is a SP type of horse, no white flag. But uh, I didn't expect him to be 
the the clear favourite, which he initially was. What did you think about Brad's market this morning, Michael? Uh, I was hoping he was wrong with uh, with his market. I thought all day session was probably my best bet of the day. His last three races have been in high grade. He's absolutely flying. His run home uh, section was last start were unbelievable. When second to probably just about wind. Yeah, and he was unlucky as well. Second to uh, triple, triple missile. missile. He yeah. gets Chris Parnham. He just gets a perfect setup here. Map I even thought, thought his Reeves run was really good with oh, Ryan yep. Hill on board. So yeah, yep. Pre- previous start, who did he beat? Some moderate animal as well. Kissing uh, kiss all four cheeks. Yeah. Beaten less than four and a half at Leech Street two starts ago. Last time he was in this grade, it's he a sixty-one. Won. That's the query. Does a sixty-one bother you? Oh, well, it's not ideal, but I just feel he's he's obviously has a class it, edge. Yeah, and, gets offset by his quality. And Chris Parnham in the saddle as well. Such a, a dream. If he drew 12, I'd, I'd be concerned, but I think one out, two back. Mm-hmm. Just he probably can stay out of trouble and, and zip them late. What I did find interesting, Rain of Fire has faced all-day session four times, beaten him home every time, yeah. meets from those four outings, meets him three and a half kilos better, four kilos better, four and a half kilos better, and four and a half kilos better. Yeah, I know. So that, I just Good found that mind-boggling that he is four for four against all-day session and meets him considerably better at the weight. So I had him in as the logical second danger here. Uh, I was sub $4 all-day session, about 480 rain of fire. I think you could have got probably double that initially for both horses. So as a, a Dutch type of play or back one, save the other, really keen all-day session, ready to save on rain of fire. I thought this was a nice race to get involved in. Yeah, no, I really like that's um, basically how I have seen it. Um, the rain of fire save really does make sense in the in the way you're mapping the race and looking at how it's going to be run. Probably has as back. well. Yeah, exactly right. And um, I think all day session has gone on with it more than rain of fire. Oh, absolutely. At this yeah. point, and that but the, the weights they they that's huge. I mean, if Chrissy Parnham gets held up for a second with the sixty one, it's pretty hard to pick up yeah. the sprint. Yeah. The big thing for me with the sixty one that made it okay for me was he's carried 61 once in the past um he, won, he led he? yeah it was a class one but it was a strong was, class and one. it was a thousand wasn't it? it was a thousand yeah, yeah. but he sort of picked up and went again like so he's shown he can carry that weight and, and it wasn't the end of the world for him so um yeah no i'm with you. i'm three dollars and 25 cents i think uh three dollars and 25 cents for all day session and a bit like you i'm equal i've got no white flag equal second favorite with rain of fire that's purely on the fact that if they if no white flag does jump and run at the times it can run yeah um it might that might be good enough to win but i've got major reservations and yeah there's no way in the world no white flags ever going to get to a backable price for me but um i hadn't considered saving rain of fire but i reckon i might do after uh after what you've just said, so Apple Schnapp's flying as well. If he gets to the breeze, some sort of hope. Jedi mind, uh, no stiff luck. last week. First up last week, really liked him yesterday. Uh, sorry, last week, seven days after a first up run. Never usually one of mine. The horse that I couldn't get was Sun Sun. I thought would be three the trip, and yeah. just wasn't able to get him from his, his previous form as well. I really liked him as a three year old, and I, I expected to get him shorter than what I did. But after doing the race, he came up a lot longer than I 
expected. And Forest War's going okay as well, but probably be rearwards and last. He'll have to out-sprint horses like All Day Session and Reign of Fire. Over, which, tw- over 12 Which I'll well. be surprised if he Sun, could do. Sun and Apple Schnapps are two of the ones I was sort of talking about in regards to dropping back to, especially Sun Sun, dropping back to an unsuitable journey because of the $125,000 on offer. So, um, yeah, I think with Sun Sun, they, they think he's a tough bugger, so they'll probably be happy just sitting three deep and working and saying just put it to him, but... That should really only work in um Clint doesn't mind sessions. sitting 3D for the moment. <laughs> no, no. Clint's Yeah, I think Clint's not in the peak peak form that peak he was of, in. Peak of his powers. Yeah, that he was in a little while ago. But um no, he's still riding well enough to have confidence in him. But um yeah, I think he's just not probably at his complete best. I just want to talk about Apple Schnapps. This horse is a real mystery to me. Like the way that Lindsay Smith handled this horse was like he he appeared as though he didn't have a very good opinion of him, really. And he tried to sell him multiple times. And Gang Jimmy's got hold of him. He won that race first up with, I think it was Kesh on board, um, straight to the front. The other day when Jared Noski rode him, he actually went four lengths above benchmark early, like hooning. And I went back through his whole career. He's never even gone anywhere near kicks. that speed before. Mm. So for him to whack away having been exposed to that tempo and still finished third behind in rating 72 plus company i thought that was significantly tough performance from a horse who i didn't really i never really rated as such you know like he was always looked limited yeah exactly so yeah i mean uh they're gonna be positive again he's gonna sit outside no white flag as long as you know he he gets away cleanly and yeah, I don't know. I think the way that the Gang Jimmy brothers have this horse pegged at the moment, Apple Schnapps, I can see him fighting out the finish as well. But I think we're all in alignment here. I was, um, I've got all-day session on top. I, I had him a $4 chance. Um, I, could, I could, could have got him a touch shorter. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a good price for all-day session. And, um, yeah, the early odds were, were juicy enough. Um, but, yeah, all-day session, Chris Parnham just looks like he's just going to, with that pressure as well early, that – no white flag is going to have to absorb. You can just imagine top top drop like Chris just has him positioned beautifully. Just needs that um, flow into the race, and from there, I think despite the sixty one, that his class is going to shine through late. And I think he thinks he's, well, I think he's not, got these covered. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not despite if he gets held up with the sixty one, you're in big trouble. That's the that's the big thing. That's what you got to pay for. That's what you got to yeah. decide what price you need to, to pay in, for that. Jared Noski's last winner was in May this year. Two wins on written matter. Auto session was emergency for the winter bottom. Yeah, as and well. triple missile. And triple missile, yeah. yeah. And Apple Schnapps clearly perhaps loving life out of the heavy sand as well with Ganjemi's tra- training regime, but also stepping up to 1,400 metres. I don't think he'd ever been trying over 14. And listening after his first up win in the post-race interview, Chris said that he thought Michael was an idiot pretty much when he bought him, thought that he was a horse that was just on his mark. And Michael said that he's never even been trying over 1,400, so let's give him a crack and look what happens. He's so. pretty – I've spoke to Michael about that. He's pretty happy with himself. <laughs> that as well, so as, as you would be. So, uh, yeah, no, 40 grand, that's a uh, – I thought, I thought another was just before we leave this – race one well, i think we're pretty we're all in alignment here with the top of the all day session but just from a speed map point of view i just want to see what what they get what they'll do with kelvin with bo benedict edwards on board it could be the thorn thorn in the side of a few runners here if they spear it see if he can recapture some of that um Three gate speed form. that he's got that he does possess like with bo on board he could just he could be a bit of a nuisance value to those horses up on top of the speed as well which was another thing which made me pretty pretty keen to um, find a horse who's just going to be out of that, and that was uh, 
all-day session. With his rating now as well, I would just love to see Kelvin in one of those zero Metro win last year races. I yeah. think if he went in those, he could quite easily pick up a couple of wins yeah, as prep. I agree. I reckon if anything, Kelvin gets in the way for all-day session because I don't reckon it's got the speed to challenge the leaders, but it's got the speed to be in front between the leaders and all-day session and be stopping on him. But yeah, Kelvin's a uh, an interesting one. One of those gallopers you wouldn't mind getting your hands on, actually. I agree. All righty. So... All day session is, uh, yeah, we're, we're all pretty pretty keen on the Ashley Maley train top weight there. Race six is the Phillies and Mares version of the race that we just previewed. It is called the Yapona Classic, $125,000 again. 1,200 metres ratings, 66 plus. It's been scaled up marginally to a 65 plus. Wow, talk about open races. I spent, I reckon I spent nearly two and a half hours in this race. <laughs> I, I okay, what price is your favourite? And what did you come up with? What price five, is, $5 the field. What price five, is your favourite? Five dollars. Who was your favourite? Who was your favourite? Gunmetal Grey. No, Gunmetal Grey was my second favourite. Oh, uh, I was Gunmetal Grey. Universal Pleasure, Queen of Soul. Universal Pleasure was my third favourite. Well, equal. I had them equal second favourites. I'm the only. No, you won't have my favourite. I've got who? Starfield. Nah. Who? I'm pretty. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty. Wow. Yeah. Without Pike. Without Pike. Yeah. Has it? Has, wow. I, has I'm pretty one without Pike? Yeah, but Has it? working on the theory that last campaign, I'm Pretty's wins were just super, like yeah. phenomenal. Like I'm going through the grades type phenomenal type stuff. First up, slow tempo, got past Speedy Mister, was flying. Second up, had no right to win and won with a leg in the air. Recent trial would have won every trial of the day. Ran third over a thousand meters under a hole from Pike. It was just like the horse, it's just like, well, I've come back here. And I just see this having a heap of speed in it, a lot of ugly speed in the race. So I think it's going to come down to a potentially a horse three wide line with cover. Um, and I've got I'm Pretty as the, the peak of them. You've got to remember Queen Soul was in a – it's your favourite at the moment. It was in a class one mm-hmm. a couple of starts ago. I don't think this is a – it's a $125,000 race. You can't look at it like that. You no, know? it's a ratings so, race. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mayors, mm. West Mead Platinum, yeah. 66 plus, so there are multiple restrictions on it. Exactly right. Exactly. There's plenty of restrictions. It, uh, no, I had a joke, but it wasn't going to come out that well. Miss Vasari's your second favourite. I, I think I just think it'll be such a hard ride. I think we fall back the fence, and I just oh God, it's going to be a hard ride for Brad Parnham for the fence, and then Gunmetal Grey and Universal Pleasure are the two that um, I reckon can win. We'll both settle on speed. Universal Pleasure's been handled poorly this campaign <laughs> a couple of times. Um, Nose band goes on. But very I just nice worry band. about where Universal Pleasure ends up. I reckon they can cross and lead just yeah. a bit. And Gunmetal yeah. Grey, um, if all the speed does come across, it might just end up a pair further back than I'd anticipated. But it just and it's a killer blow poor, thing. Poor old Universal Pleasure doesn't know. Whether it's Arthur or Martha, surely. Oh, they've just got to jump and run here. Yeah, have to. I suspect yeah. Chrissy Parnham going on is huge for the horse as yeah. well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Vane Tempest leads up a three wide line or Shantook. Um, not Shantook. Who's the other one? Sorry, that's a later race. Uh, Vane Tempest. London Miss. London Miss. Yeah, one of those two lead them up. I think both lead it up pretty well. Both lead up a three wide line pretty light, pretty nicely. And I just, I really hope that Clint just doesn't drop out and, and look for runs. I just, this is a, this is a three wide line. Mm. This is your perfect three wide line type of race. And the fact I'm getting, what am I getting? 11, 12, 13 bucks. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm happy playing. So my play this race will be, I'm pretty for a result and I'll be back in Gunmetal Grey and Universal Pleasure to square up. So we know each way. It will just be a big uh, win bet to make I'm pretty a really big result. Um, and I won't be losing Gunmetal Grey or Universal Pleasure. Okay, I was five fifty in the field. My two my two faves were Miss Vasari and Queen of Soul. Actually, um, but yeah, Miss Vasari is going to need so much to go right for her. From one, I had her on top. I just really liked that explosiveness that she showed last start when when ridden sort of quiet and having to having to sort of be conservative 
Uh, and then went once clear, just really let down. That last 200 was exceptional. So Brad Parnham put it asleep from one. If the gaps come, look out for Miss Vasari launching late, but really this is a massive head scratcher. Um, interesting runner, Aberdeen Queen, first up for Brad Graham. I just going to read your little thing in yeah. BJ's little preview. Um, the best of Aberdeen Queen probably wins this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, this will be like the way it works. It yeah. gets up at 30 to 1 when none of us are on yeah. after all piling in it. How Three many, bucks, 30 times in the past. How many times? Well, the times? thing is, if it creeps out to $30 Betfair, you just probably have to yeah, save yeah. on it. I've got Aberdeen Queen $12. I'm yeah. 15. So, yeah, I'm 15. I was $11 yeah. at Aberdeen Queen. <laughs> 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 All I'll say is about this market, there's yeah. a lot of runners. For, before I go into that, so you've got Queen of Sol as your favourite, you said? Uh, Eagle favourite? 550, yeah. Yeah, so Bread to Flirt probably should have beat it last start. I thought Bread to Flirt was just a yeah. good thing beaten from where it is. It's 27 days, McGrady goes on. It's a, a lot of positives. Not that Brad Rewill are off so positive. Um, but that's quite it. That shows, doesn't it? That class I've, got her, I've got her $11. It shows well. you how, yeah, I'm, yeah, it shows you how sort of tired it is. But then there's a few that I think are well under the odds. Vane Tempest. Big weight swing against wide gate. There's a lot against it. Try for us $15. That's going to jump $60. Safety Bay, 20 That'll jump $70. Um, yeah, there's a few that are quite big. Um, I think Mr. Sari will jump up with the $10. Betfair is going to be It's going to be a great day to be lurking around the exchange on Saturday, isn't it? Will, yeah. Mm. Will, I, uh, yeah, I think I get the feeling Gunmetal Grey will be yeah. pretty well supported here. Um, yeah. That's the feel I get. But, uh, yeah, it's – God, who knows what will – Happen it's interesting these Bears right. races, like because Gun Middle Grey can come out of those listed races where it's run really, really well, and then it comes into this. But it, that there isn't a huge gap between these ratings races and those listed mares races, unless you've got a really good one like Dance Music in, which we'll cover shortly. But a lot of them have just they're just sort of progressive mares ratings race mares, really. And so. the mares races are often run so slowly yeah. as well when there's a lot of hard luck stories there's a few they're, they're either run wildly fast or wildly slow yeah so temperamental who would have thought yeah gunmetal gray been has been going super i had her on top finally drawn a gate so she probably doesn't have to burn like she has the last couple of starts can camp in just behind them better suited back in grade and back to 1200 meters as well yeah universal pleasure with you there terry back in grade back in distance chris parnham a little bit of a concern with the noseband going on but i thought could actually cross to lead the race mm -hmm. queen of soul most progressive could get a long way back starfield's impacts from all reports has been trained that's why simon miller has her for this race um, peak form reads really well, but 1,200 metres I thought was probably a stretch and Aberdeen Queen, I, I how would you know? I just didn't like the last bit of Starfield impact last start. Went I absolutely was, horrid yeah. last start. I thought she was but they horrid. did go stupidly strong in yeah. front for a horse that was absorbing oh. the speed just behind, but this Kenny is a lot easier. In the breeze, yeah. yeah um, why do you reckon they've put the noseband on Universal Pleasure? Because my read on that run the other day, wasn't that it wasn't over racing because it was over racing, it was over racing because it, it got was crossed. <laughs> crossed and was asked to be... That was going too slow. Stuff. That was wild, wild, wild stuff. And they end up Top. going 12 lengths below average exactly. when, they, when they went across. That's what I mean. So I hope it's not just, oh, we thought that it pulled too hard. The reason it pulled too hard the other day is because it was racing. It was asked to run too slowly than what it likes to. So anyway, um, no, this is a, for me, this is a double job, but uh, Miss Vasari on top with a uh, gem of a ride by Bradley Parnham from Gate 1. Gunmetal Grey. Uh, as I said, I'll, I'm pretty for results and I'll be not so, losing Universal or Gunmetal. Uh, and not losing Aberdeen? Oh, I might just for the just for <laughs> the, the just for the theatre. Just for the theatre, I might lose on it, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this that's probably the race I'm most looking forward to um, to playing for the day. Very good. All right, race seven, another Phillies and Mares 
race. This time, it's the Ballas Racing Stables Starstruck Classic, a listed race, set weights and penalties over the 1,600 metres, the third in the four-race uh, feature race for the Zemeres series with the Jungle Mist, Jungle Dawn, Starstruck, and then the Latrice over 1,800 closes things off on Perth Cup Day. Starstruck over a mile, and uh, the top here here in the set weights and penalties race anyway, dance music, she's going to go for She's trying to attempt back-to-back victories. Michael, thoughts? Uh, should be very, very hard to beat. I clearly the, the favourite for the race, brilliantly weighted. Her average opposition here is a Metro 76. She's 27 points higher and only four kilos off the minimum. Coming out of all those group races, can lead or breeze. I think they'll whatever beats her will be winning. I actually was going for somewhat of a point of difference this race. My top three were all horses coming out of... Uh, other races outside of the Jungle Dawn last mm-hmm. start. Playing Marika is just the biggest seven-day backup horse you've ever seen. Maps perfectly, well-weighted comparatively for the race. Beret's probably awesome. stalks dance music too. Yep. Beret's probably a stretch at a mile potentially, but flying, wonderful map. Salaya yeah, can map. roll forward in a race devoid of any speed whatsoever. Angelic Miss uh, continually underrated. Up against it, up to a mile from the back, but... She can't really leave her out, but Slayer, I actually thought was a chance of going forward and potentially breezing this race. Yeah, I've got her breezing as well. Outside of dance music, mm. Mm. so from there, so I had I had dance music, Slayer, playing Marika leaders back, and I've got Beret like enjoying almost the run of the race. So. Yeah, F- funny if you wanted to find a sort of one horse that you can correlate between the fillies and mares, and then the wait for age runners um, or the railway Kingston runners, which dance music's coming out of Slayer. Stiff not to win the jungle mist. What's yep, the first yeah. one? Jungle mist over twelve hundred meters. Then goes gets the back of Massimo. Is the first horse beaten? Beaten six lengths. You know, like puzzling just decision to go to the wait for age race. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got uh, I got reprimand. Not reprimanded, but uh, yeah. And a couple of the owners messaged me about that after I'd sort of said that I thought it was a puzzling call, but so uh, they did explain it. it. Did make sense the way they. What was the explanation? It. Oh, they had a brain fart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> if, if you're going to uh, use, I don't know if Salaya's. 100% sound, so it might not be the perfect horse to use, but that maybe says to you what will Black that, type. Yeah, wanted. their dance music. Yeah, I think she hasn't got long left breeding barn. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but that sort of gives you the indication that that weight for age form is far away. The Kingston railway form has just got- Oh, so superior. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in yeah. that sense. I mean, if you yep. look at dance music in the railway stakes, carried three kilos more than- um, Western Empire and came from the widest gate. And I Beat home been, Massimo that day as well. Yeah, he sat outside. Sat outside. Yeah, sat outside. And Massimo went on a day where leaders weren't suited. It actually went pretty well in skate. Yeah. Actually, I thought she was pretty brave again in the Kingston Town as she well. She, she, was like in the finish. she was in yeah. front for um, at the 150 just about. So Playing Marika's form reads well two starts ago, the Ascot Gold Cup. That third, no luck the other day, but geez, I think she's won. That's what you want to see though, I reckon. She's won three out of four uh, off the back up and on uh, off the seven days. And she's also won from a Monday trial to a Saturday race. So she's pretty much won four races. I think they are her last four wins as well. Her last win was I'm pretty sure she box seated or was one, one that day as well. One, so one, yeah. she just ticks every box here for mine. And if you take out dance music, she's comparatively well weighted to the rest of the field. I thought uh, her price was, Overs and dance music. I'm surprised. I was sub three dollars dance music, yeah. and I think went up five dollars with Green Tab. I saw that. Scurried. Best I could do was three eighty, but I was still happy with yeah. three eighty. I tell you what. Yeah, Absolutely. I was a flat three dollars dance music, and mm. yeah, audio for two fifty. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, she just. This is just a 
this looks a really good bet. I was two ninety dance music. Good ten dollars playing Marika Bray. Yeah, I I just think you just followed the rail here. I, I <laughs> yeah. love what Michael said. I reckon it could be one, two, three. The rail yeah. dance music playing Marika Laferola. Laferola was so big last time. Yeah. Money came in waves. I well, see it was like so many of them were just held 10 up. Ten to six fifty or something like that. From yeah, it just, and just the fact dance music's going to take playing Marika so far into it, and playing Marika should be taking. Laferola so far into it. All these other ones are going to have to come from real. What price is Bright Diamond? No. Like Bright Diamond, you've got so many in this race that are just too far under the odds. Beret, fair enough. We don't know where that's at. I understand very strong in the market. That's fine. Bright Diamond, you've got to take on. Angelic Miss, probably to my detriment again. I've got to take on hard. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to follow the line in, in – in Rails and run. Rails and run. Yeah. yeah, very keen dance music. And at the prices, I'm probably with Michael in, in probably saving – Playing Marika and Laferola, twenties and fifteen. Still nineteen dollars. You don't need you don't need much on it. Sort of those type of prices to square up the race. But um, yeah, dance music. If I get beaten, so be it. I, she'll be in front for fifteen hundred and eighty meters at least. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's just going to be like maybe she's a bit jaded at the end of the prep, but she, but, was, able, she was able to do that last year but, and come back. Yes, yeah, so yeah. BJ and the Latrice as well. Glad yeah. you brought that up. So she won this race seventh up last campaign. She's fifth up here. Mm. There you go. And she had She's like a weapon, half, a kilo, eh? half a kilo less, I think, last year, 58 and a half, perhaps. How were the um, – and she had – and that was still a pretty strong race with Naughty by Nature's and and uh, and whatnot in the race. Aberdeen so. Queen. <laughs> Aberdeen Queen, yeah, exactly. I think I backed Aberdeen Queen, actually. Yeah. A beaten two lengths regal power in a group one last start and goes up two kilos. Well, she went a northerly this prep. Yep. So like, I don't know how any of these other horses would go in a – the no, fact that, like, I think the fact she's drawn the outside gate is the reason we're getting a, we're seeing a price. That's what she leads. There is not one other speed horse in it. Like, I think challenging her potentially for the top. Uh, who else? Matt Wise. So, Dan Smith. Then you got La Farola playing Marika Beret. Salaya. Salaya. Unless an ocean. No, I should, sorry, I can't keep going. There's not. There's just not. It's just not there. It's just not unless there. They it's, go, it's, unless they go nuts with Bams on Violet. They did. In the Asians' bow, but that's not going to happen, is it? No, nah, they're going to run a cold yeah. wide. Neville's already been interviewed. So. so the lead's there, the rail's there, just if it's good class enough. is there, weight's there. If I lose this bet, I'm so happy. This is one of those bets after the race, win, lose, or draw, you're happy with the bet you place. It's just mm. so good bet. It's clear cut. Anything over three bucks is wild shopping, I think. Mm hmm. We're, we're a lot. 340, 350. Did you chew that one or just swallow it? 340 and 350 across the board as well, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Race eight, Own the Dream, 2022 handicap. Uh, that's ownthedream.wa.com.au. Contact Brennan Fiennes and the wonderful people there at Own the Dream if you want to get involved in this terrific uh, thoroughbred ownership concept. Talking about terrific, another terrific contest on an absolutely brilliant day of racing out of Ascot. Wowzers. Uh, we had Chrissy Parnham on earlier in the Mastermind and he did mention the first horse that came to his mind when he was just quickly discussing his mounts. Saturday was a flying missile. Three-year-old filly taking on the seasoned older sprinters. Really interesting race, this one. What are your thoughts, Michael? Yeah, flying missile, I couldn't really get here. I wasn't sure where she was going to get in the run. I thought charge would lead. Kenny Luck probably comes across to the breeze. I thought there was a chance flying missile could be with the one leading up that three-wide line. Chris Parnham aboard, obviously, might prevent that, but I've had a, a few others in front of her, but... Relatively keen Gemma's son here. Form line superior to most others. Trolled up really well. Fresh legs. Maps lovely. Christie's won on him before. Can probably settle one out, one back behind the hot tempo. Get last crack at them. Uh, I think it, he ticks a lot of boxes and you're getting each way. is around $6. Starts longer. 
South Longer. Wait for Betfair, I reckon, yeah. Christy at the moment isn't riding all that many winners, and I think Betfair does to a degree gravitate to full jockeys as well. That's Absolutely. That's part of the algorithm. So I think if, if you were going to back Gemma's son, I reckon you'd hold fire and see a little bit longer. Resort Man was okay first up, but this is a lot easier. Usually, you worry genuine Resort Man is. Yeah. So, even in his trial, did so much wrong and throwing his head around and then couldn't get past charge in that first up run, which I thought was disappointing from the 1-1. Um, the yeah. Spruker was actually pretty good first up yeah, in, was, in the carbine and I thought he was a big winner from the draw on the map in this race. Written Matters, obviously, super talented, but this is clearly his toughest test and he probably settles last and he hasn't. Uh, been up against some of these type of horses before. Thought he was probably under the odds, but Gemma's son was my clear on topper. Mm. Actually, I'll actually like Flying Missile. Um, I'm in a grants with um, Chrissy Parnham here. Uh, Breeze? No, I've got a 1 1. Well, you jammed it. Yeah. What? Straight in there. Hang yeah. on. How? Well, she's got she's got gate speed, right? So she's gonna she she, she he will he will find a spot on her. I'm definitely not taking you on because you get it right nearly every single time. Gemma's son has gate speed as well. You'd think he would be. Yeah. One, one. So let's let's do the map. Charge and Kenny like lead breeze. Yep. The Spruker box seat. My Demi's in one. The Spruker's in two. Mankind in three. Yep. So you reckon? And Gemma's son five. Gemma's son five. Caracapo seven. Yeah. Flying missiles outside of them. So okay, my Demi. Let's put that out of it. Three. Back. Mankind. I know it was a quick trial, but it's not that quick, so put it out of it. The Spruker, you're thinking three pairs back, not yeah, three back of them. Okay, so put, take the Spruker out of it. Then you've got Gemma Sun, Caracapo. you just got to cross one of them to the 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I think Gemma Sun's the one that's going to miss out on the spot. Really? Yeah. Further back? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I think flying missile uh, might get caught deep as well. But. Gemma Sun's breezed in a fast run both on over yeah, a thousand. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just feel... I just don't have confidence that Christie's going to be able to get it, get this horse out and into that spot. And I, she's I, led on him before over a thousand as well. Yeah, I just think flying missile is just Chris has just got such a good understanding of what this horse can and can't do. I think he, he'll be happy to 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 get it fire out of the machine and and get that spot. Make those horses work to the um you know uh, what's Kenny Kenny Luck's drawn ten just sort of tag Kenny Luck across and milk milk it and then make it then sit behind it. So. Mm. This is a race when I sort of wrote down my odds. I said just opinions will be wild here, yeah. so varying, so unique, so interesting, and it's um it's a cracker. There's enough speed on for Written Matter to come from last, but geez, it's gonna have to be good at 78 plus grade. I'm I'm taking Flying Missile on, not so much of the map, but the map worries me. Mm-hmm. Going from th- I'm not sure how good these three year olds are and how good that form is. 78 plus. That's a big jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Three-year-old races to 78 plus. A lot of the three a kilo. Yeah, a lot of the three-year-olds come out winner 60, 60 plus, 78 plus. That that worries me. She's obviously not utilizing her full allowance as a three-year-old. Um, that's only another kilo or so she's missing out on. But yeah, I I, I took her on a little. I'm in, in saying that, she's six, I'm nine, I think. So I'm not taking her on wildly in that sense. But um yeah, I, I just uh, yeah, I just I just feel like it's a it's a real really good open class race. You're having your first crack at a lot of like we saw the front bar go and take on the 60, 66 plus horses. We saw Beads win a sixty plus. Um, yeah, that that was my only sort of minor query. Plus, then you got the map. If you sit deep, you're probably cooked as well. So. What do you do with a horse like Caracapo, beaten a length and a quarter, Elite Street, two starts ago, and coming well, out of the winter bottom last time he was in a ratings race? He look won. At his, look at his 1200 meter. That's me. Basket record. Um, yeah, Caracapo. I'm with Caracapo. Yeah. The price. Yeah, I 
I think he's been forgotten a little bit. I, I think he probably gets out further too. He's 20 bucks probably across the eight. He's 19 average, 18, 19, 17. Um, across the agencies, I'm nine dollars fifty, so I'm not sure. I'm the same price flying missile as I am Caracapo. It's purely a pricing. But what were you, Caracapo? Nine fifty. Yeah, so um, I'm twelve dollars Caracapo. Yeah, so I just think it's a it's a it's a backable price. Six of his Caracapo, his last eight 1200 meter runs um, in not in black type. He's won six of them. Um, forget the winter bottom stakes on the back of Will Chino, who was dead and buried. He's run before that against Elite Street. Um, in the Colonel Reeves was huge. I think Lactar's two from two on him. Uh, he comes across, and I think he gets the one one. Um, I think he gets the back of Kenny Luck here, and I think that's a really nice spot to be. And I think he balances up, gets going for home. Whether something gets him, a resort man, a written matter, uh, a flying missile, Gemma Sun, whether something gets him, even the Spruker, I think Spruker might end up a bet for me if it keeps drifting out to $10 plus, even though he probably wants 1400 I think the Spruker, what I've got written down is winners win. And I think. The way Steve Wolf's yard's going with a horse that knows how to win, I think the Spruker can definitely win the race. But um, what price written matter? I was four bucks, so I took Brad went up six fifty. I've I've taken a little bit of that, but um, I would want to see a pattern. And I went up four bucks, probably not taking five, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I think it just deserves favoritism on the fact there is a lot of speed on. There should be a three wide line with Shantork and potentially flying missile or Kenny Luck or so there should be a three wide line there. So I think it just deserves favoritism on the upside aspect, but yeah, just, just for a bit of value, we'll go Caracapo each way, I think. Flying missile for me, uh, super tough filly, always rated her, has got basically running a Caracata, running uh, then came back after a Caracata for an extended two-year-old prep and went bang, 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 uh, comes back as a three-year-old, Excellent in a fast Belgravia, excellent in a fast Burgess Queen, wins the Placid Arc, nailed late by Lewa in the Lestia, back to the 1200, uh, back to the, even though she is, doesn't quite get the full use of her three-year-old allowance. Um, Philly in form, I reckon Flying Missile can give this a big shake. If Flying Missile wins this race, she'll not be allowed to use her three-year-old allowance moving forward. That's right, mm. yeah. Yeah, so she'll, yeah, she'll, she'll, be, uh, yeah, she'll be able to have that adjusted um, when she takes on the older horses in future. Yeah. yeah. Cracking race. There'll be a lot of support for Resort Man. There'll be a lot of people interested in um, written matter. Obviously, neither of no, – well, none of us three have given either of those two a proper push. So this is a great race and this will be this will be the race of the day that probably spreads the most opinions, I think. And, um, yeah, it should be a cracker. Get a good feeling for how the day's playing as well. If, if the middle of the track's dynamite, yeah. I might revisit 450 written matter later yeah. on. You know, I, I'm really open to um, – to, to what I'll attack in this race. Current prices, it's, it's Karakarpa is the one that's over my odds. That's the way I've got to go. Okay. Race nine is a tab touch. Better your bet handicap. This, so this is the- This is what Michael's been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> you better, you better. Uh, Stuart uh, Broad just we, got uh, Harris. Otherwise, oh, no, it's Harris. Harris out? Yeah. Uh, strangle down the leg side. Okay. Um, this is the first- Division of the split 2100 meter graduation to finish the day. Uh, epic grandstand finish we got in races nine and ten with these these fantastic graduation 2100 meter races. But uh, I know that Terry's a huge fan of expressionists. No doubt that you've got. <laughs> 
him on top in the in this race. But no, in in, uh, in all seriousness, the stable mate. He's a lucky lad. He's another three-year-old taking on the older horses. Really progressive horse. This fellow. He does get to utilize his three-year-old allowance. Seven points. Three and a half kilos yeah. over this trip. That's and, wild, isn't and it? And to me, he's a lucky lad. Looks almost one of the better bets of the program. He's he is. That's a aptly named with considering what sort of weight relief he gets. Should be top weight. He's the highest rater in yeah. this race. All I'll tell you is about these mid these midweek stayers and um, they're dog shit. Yeah. They're absolutely horrid. Um, yeah, they're really poor. So uh, the winner will come from he's a lucky lad. Very fast. He's absolutely fine. Yeah, I reckon fine. it's very a, unlucky last week. Oh, very unlucky to start before. I reckon it's a proper stayer too. Go back to a 1,700-meter win um, two years ago because it's had injury issues. That was huge. Um, was that at Belmont? Beat Luke's choice. Yeah, it was it was when the rail was, yeah, seven hundred. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was just dominant. Last it geez, it probably wins last start. It was traveling on the bend. Nothing was traveling. They were all off the bit. Poor Cash. He just uh, oh, he was, if he gets clear air, it, it probably it was a funny because he rode um the other one for Williams, Crescent City. That was not traveling but came late again. So a couple to watch from the Grant Nalani yard. And um look, if the money this is probably now I'm I'm really happy on pricey. I want to play all three because I, I don't i I'm twenty six dollars my fourth favorite. So I don't have anything else in the market, but um, I'm two dollars sixty three or two sixty. He's a lucky lad. Uh, Four dollars very fast. Seven dollars. Poulton Lasands, who Poulton, is, yeah. is the absolutely best placed horse of the day, probably besides he's a lucky lad. Um, the Dan, last run, dance beat. music wasn't wasn't too badly placed. Yeah, shit. I probably should have thought about that comment before I made it, shouldn't I? Um, but yeah, going from uh, eighty pluses, seventy eight, eighty five pluses, ninety pluses, back to a. A 60-plus, um, yeah, it'll be flooding late. It just depends how the races run. But um, Adam Durant, progressive stayer slash milers, really get beaten when they're this well in. So if he's a lucky lad, clear air at the top of the straight. The three times it's lost races were well, once with the guineas. The, yep. other, the other two was when it had traffic issues. So you prefer to see Clint getting wide from the 6-700 than getting held up and looking for a spot from the 2-3. But my trust in Clint at the moment isn't as high as it has been in the past, to be honest, Beto. Yeah, I'm in alignment with that. I think a um, bit of uh, recency pain <laughs> goes mm. into that thought process, but he's a lucky lad. Adam, stay up, progressive horse. I just love the way that he let down and the you know that strength. I, mean, I know it wasn't a hugely fast race uh, early in middle, but that closing speed was evident at the Cable end. Cable guy won next up. Yeah, at the, at the end of 1650. Arrogant, real arrogant win, really, and even his six in the guineas was pretty, pretty decent considering he was coming straight out of a um, Belmont Class One. So he's a lucky lad, kept out of strife, should be winning. He's one price. Of, uh, I was two fifty. That's a problem here. I'm, like, I, I think he's a lucky lad as a winner, but it, it's going to almost end up that I'm going to back very fast and yeah. Lasans if it, yeah. if he's a lucky lad keeps creeping under the um, under the prices. So maybe we'll see something bet fair late, but um, yeah. I'm willing to play all three, which is boring. Um, very, very boring, actually, at the prices. But if if one of those three don't win, I'll just about give it up. Yeah, I'm in alignment for with the fiftieth time. I think Michael's uh, what waved the white flag when it comes to the. <laughs> he's, he's got his phone out. Where are the jaffers? <laughs> oh dear. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a lucky lad in the uh, in the ninth of the day. Terry. All right, yeah. Oh, it's now time for the uh, for the get out stakes. S T E A K S B J. Proudly brought to us by who? Market City Meats, of course. Guru. 
Now, uh, the, yeah, well, the Market Speedy Meats is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find it out at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, absolute gentleman. His team, they run a uh, tight ship out there at Market City Meats. So make sure you get in there and fill up prior to the Christmas rush. Christmas menu is out. We'll be putting that on our Twitter feed later. It's elite stuff out there at Market City Meats. So uh, congratulations last week to David Knott. He uh, he was our Get Out Stakes winner for episode 106, Terry. That's his second victory in the Get Out Stakes. And um, he was uh, nearest the pin with his holy enchantment prediction. Just knocking off former mastermind winner, Kyle Potter, by 0.1 length. So Potsy could taste those gourmet Market City Meats steaks, but... Uh, David not swooped in and uh, and denied Potsy a victory there. So congratulations, David. Get out there, pick up your steaks, and uh, make sure that you um, that you enjoy that over the Christmas festive period. So uh, that's two wins for David. Congratulations, mate. Now to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, which is race ten at Ascot on Saturday. Um, hit us up at Twitter on uh, sorry on Twitter at the one one pod. Let us know who you think will win race ten of the day as well as a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And, uh, of course, Terry, we can never, ever forget the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed, Michael. You're on Scotty's preview there. You look at you're going to just read his out word for word, are you? <laughs> no, I haven't read Scotty's preview yet, so uh, I was just having a little bit of a look. Deary me. Uh, yeah, first in, best dressed, Terry. That is for certain. Mm. Final race of the day. <laughs> what time would this be, BJ? Nice and early? Yeah. 4.35. Unreal. Unreal. I love it. 6.35. Are you working? No. So I'll just be kicking back. How would you feel if you were working around the 6.35? Oh, I wouldn't be happy if I was working. Yeah. Yeah. Come right back. Uh, That's I was there that day. That was a luckless run. (laughs) That's my comment for this race, building towards the potential Perth Cup start, I dare say. Really? I wouldn't be surprised. Black Shadow's going in a second, third favourite. They were not far from competing against each other. Bloody hell. Stafford's lad is the Perth Cup winner. Yeah, you said that a little while ago. You were bullish, weren't you? Draws a gate, considerable, probably closer, can't it? Yeah. That'd be something, getting Stafford's lad to win. Imagine you said that 12 months ago when it was with Ian Shield. Deary me. Um, Oh, look, I I have to go with Kerman Rocky. It's just. It's one of those races where I, I just don't – I just hope I'm not behind coming to the last because <laughs> So, okay, let's set, be pretty let's set sad. the scene here. If you are behind going into the last, will you be – uh, what, what will your strategy be? Will you be – will you be Blast. Will you be taking your licks and retiring or will we just be blasting? I'm hoping I've already set on something at Jero, which I'm declaring, <laughs> but Jero um, has been a tough track lately. Um, what about Narrage on Saturday? Yeah, well, exactly right. That's well. That's why I'm hoping you guys piss off shortly, so I can do the deep dive into narrative <laughs> provincial forty six plus handicap maidens. Um, Kerman Rock last two goes at a staying troop off seven days. Ran third to Zaratite Treasured Crown, beaten under a length, and ran third to Western Empire, beaten one point one. Like that's just that's just better than all this, you know. A um, little bit, almost a little bit disappointed last start. Harvey followed him, loomed the winner, but I think it needed the run. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely the definitely the big issue with Kerman Rock is it, it might not be genuine. It simply might not be genuine. And that is my major concern. But I tell you what, if a jockey's gonna find out if it's genuine, it's Chris Parnham. Uh, maps to settle just just off them type thing. Um, yeah, and then the funny thing is the biggest danger in my mind comfortably from the draw is the Roan Ranger, and we're talking about horses that aren't genuine. That's uh 
that's the epitome of a horse that isn't genuine. Well, Kerman Rock won from 21 and uh, one the Rain Rangers exactly right. one from 24. And yeah. then you got, I mean, if come, come right back, drew a hole, it'd probably be the one, yeah. but she's probably going to have to circle the whole field with 59. So, um, dearie me. Look for a mid-race move, Lady Duckworth. If, if Clint gets going at the 1,000, I reckon it can pinch it. Definitely throw in the quadrillas. But um, winner comes from those four. But for me, um, last chance, Kerman Rock. If doesn't win this one, I'm going to go down with it. It's just not a genuine race horse. Yeah. She's a paper Kerman Rock for me, Michael. Yeah, Kerman Rock, but come right back each way. Yeah. If I was to have a comment on the race. Yeah. <laughs> Brad actually went up $3. Come right back. What price is it now? Six. Probably from the gate, you'd think it wobbles a bit further as well. What price do we think dance music starts? That's what I'm just weighing up with. Do I? Uh, well. That's how much we care about this last race. Beret, yeah, let's go. Let's skip back a couple. Beret's last couple. Um, This is what's been running through my mind the last probably 10 minutes. I can't see any money because the the horses that are around it in the market are Bright Diamond, Angelic Miss. I think they're bare bones. They both drift from the gates. Um, Beret's the one who's got really nice figures who could be supported, I guess, in that sense. But um, Mm. I would be taking the $3.50. Mm. I would be taking the three dollars. I look at risk versus reward here, Casey. Okay? So maybe you get a drift of three ninety bet fair, four bucks bet fair, and you've copped yourself a, a couple of cents. Or it could be two fifty. Or it trades at two fifty yeah. bet fair, and you probably go. I don't it's want not to going add. to jump five dollars bet fair, is no. it? So. And if it does, and it wins, then at least you bet the winner. Yeah. And if it loses, who cares what price you took? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Race ten, Kerman Rock. Come right back. Kerman Rock for me as well. Uh, let's take a break. We'll uh, gather our, our thoughts and we'll come back with our best bets, our maddies and our lays for CB Cox Stakes Day. And we're back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the of the day. Let's throw to our guest, Michael Heaton. What's your Betfair best, Michael? Uh, all day sessions, my best bet, BJ. You can save on Rain of Fire if you so desire. And <laughs> uh, dance music as well. What? Clean sweep, do I, or do we do the best first? I will do the best first. Best first. Uh, I tossed up between the same two. I'll go the other way just for a point of difference. Dance music, my best all day session. Second best. Yeah, I'm in agreement with the dance music situation. I'm going to go in the uh, race night of the day, my best of those. He's a lucky lad. Hoping for a bit of a push outwards towards the $3 mark uh, late on Betfair. That's betfair.com.au. Maddie's $21 plus. Michael Heaton. Uh, I have playing Marika's second favourite and she's around $20. So that would be my clear one. Uh, also, Kelly's Callisto for an actual oh. an actual Maddie. Wow, That's wild. That's wild stuff. 30 to 1. That's wild. Um, geez, playing Marika's been a good horse to me over the journey. I'll tell you what, I'll definitely be on at that price. So I'm going to go with Caracapo, $20 with one of the agencies. And if we're looking for something... Like Outlandish. Mad, something madder than madder than mad. Well, that's my point. Is it a maddie if I genuinely think it was a second favourite? Pr- no, that's it's, the it's price. Not, it's not madness. It's price and Cara Capo was yeah. your on topper. Yep. So it's not even madness. Well, it's on topper price wise. And you, you said you were about nine fifty as well. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Capo. BJ was twelve. So the twenty bucks with one of the agencies. But Kelly's Callisto is, is, is mad. Is it? Is it, is it mad because it's mad that they're the price there, right? Or is it mad because it's just wild? Just a it's bit just of an out there. Tip. Um, <laughs> in the last race of the day, Kerman Rock and the Roan Ranger, we just said, between them, they're two from 50, basically. Yeah. Come right back to on the widest gate. It's a pretty ugly looking race. Yeah. I reckon 
that if you're going to get a complete blowout for the day, it's a chance of winning. It's currently $126, praying with God off four days. Does really good racing off very short breaks. Last time three days into the same type of race, ran second on a Saturday. $126, I think it should be more like 40 to one. Okay. So there, there's a complete wildy for you. Praying with God. My Maddie is uh, Old Faithful. Aberdeen Queen is currently $21 on one agency. Uh, I marked her $11 and I have backed her numerous times at around the $2 or $3 mark. So uh, $21, here we come. That's the definition of a mental health bet, isn't it? Uh, lay of the day, Michael Heaton. Uh, I was going to say no white flag. I still think he can win, but I'll probably say MTA because I don't think he can win at $5. And I do have... Uh, no white flag is what what price? Three dollars something. Yeah. Yeah. I could easily lay him. I'll go MTA at five dollars I'll lay and also rip uh the two year old rev it up for good measure, the eight odds on. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you, I'm with you, Michael. Let's uh let's lay the moral of the day. MTA. Terry. Um, I'm trying to get up the song that goes, I can't get no <laughs> Oh, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of oh, you want to see that video. Quickly. <laughs> um, I might change my best now. Uh, lay. Oh, there's nothing too short. Big screen race two, bright diamond race nine, both about four or five bucks. Um, yeah, both of those two will take on at those prices. All right, that brings our preview to a close. Big thanks to Michael Heaton for uh, giving up his time on a Thursday to join us here at the one one again. Um, if we don't see you before the end of year Christmas party or the end of year party, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family, Michael. Likewise to you two gentlemen, and I'll see you in about what is it, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Better start planning some stuff. Hey? I, better, I better call the venue. <laughs> they've got some room. Let, let them know we're coming. No, we appreciate your time once again, Michael. Um, how was the chocolate today out of ten? Oh, I only had a couple, but they seem to be uh, <laughs> the ones I did have. So were very, very tasty. Thank lucky, you for that. Lucky you're doing, buddy. As a, as a value, as a value punter, what do you think of the nine dollars for the for the bag? Or what do you? They're good. Overs or unders? Uh, no, the Jaffers were good. Of the other ones are probably only fair in all review. The uh, what were these? Oh, I really enjoy those. No, I'm, I'm probably a Jaffa man. Okay. I don't. I haven't actually tried one of these. No, I was going to say they're still unopened. Yeah, no, I'll uh, save them for next time. Yeah, Bring be, them along on the seventh. They'll be on the back pocket on the way out. I'd suggest. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on again, Michael. And um, yeah, no, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to the seventh. Um, that's us done until uh, Perth Cup Day. Perth Cup Day. So yeah. we'll have a, a podcast coming out pre-Perth Cup Day. Um, yeah, everyone enjoy their Christmases. Enjoy the break. Enjoy your Boxing Day. It's my favourite day of the year, as Michael said. We've got three meetings on. We've got cricket starting early. Mate, there's meetings everywhere over the next couple I of weeks. It. It's wild. Uh, the, uh, who who'd we throw the gauntlet down to for? The Scotty Embry. Scotty Embry. Yep. Scotty Embry versus Lockie Taylor. He doesn't even know about it yet. Mastermind. Get it. We'll, yep. we'll sort it out. 100%. Okay. That's the matchup. The people want to see. But everybody, enjoy their Christmases. And um, we'll speak to everyone again before the new year. Until next week on the 1-1. One one. What did I just say? <laughs> Fuck, I hate fucking ending the show. I just wish it ended without me having to say anything. Fuck, I'm dead. Oh, 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 oh.